0: All bad things.
1: Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things.
0: Trigger warning for everything possible.
1: What? Hannah. (laughs) I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things.
0: Welcome everybody. Welcome. Welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow us at
0: Insta, Twitter, Facebook at all bad things pod, email us all at gmail.com, join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord.
1: Do all of those things.
0: All of those things. Simultaneously.
1: Yes. So what is your beverage of choice tonight?
0: It is a little generic, but it's a it's a Guinness draft.
1: I have something even more generic. <laughs> A Bud Light Lime.
0: <laughs> it is pretty generic. <laughs> yes, it is. We're, we're going pedestrian. We were, we were, we
1: were at, we were at uh, Myrtle Beach, even though we didn't go to the beach. But we were Damn. in Myrtle Beach this past weekend.
0: Yeah, if you are listening to this episode right when it comes out, we recorded this about... 15 minutes ago. Yes. (laughs) Because we are recording this last thing Sunday night.
1: That's okay. Makes it more fun. Yeah. It will be. I know people are going to see the title of this and be like, who the hell is that? And some Mm -hmm. people probably instantly will be like, well, I'm going to Google that name to see who it is. Mm -hmm. This person is the owner of a legendary sports... Uh, well, why don't you say
0: who it is? They can see it. I know who it is. That's true. <laughs> so
1: basically, I, basically, I'm just putting out uh, a thing to fans. This is going to be more of a fun episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It definitely qual because we've had some depressing episodes right on top. We of each have, other.
0: yes. So, so we're we're going our a little sanity, lighthearted this week. Yeah,
1: Yep. It's don't trust me. When once I get into the story, it it'll be disastrous. <laughs> it definitely qualifies as a bad thing. Gotcha. But I I don't want people to be turned off. Like, oh, this is a hockey owner. No big deal. Like. You don't understand.
0: (laughs) I I certainly don't know the story here.
1: So just a little, a little backstory on it.
0: What this is the story of?
1: This is the story of Harold Ballard.
0: Which I believe this is the first time we've ever had an episode be about a person, a single person, a single person.
1: No, JFK Jr.
0: But that was the death of. That's true. That's true. This is literally just going to say Harold Ballard. Mm Episode (laughs) two hundred seven, Harold Ballard.
1: Basically, like, my inspiration to do this episode was uh, because of two different uh, sports YouTube channels I follow. Sports mm. sports tubers I follow.
0: Sports tubers. Um, Is that what they really call them? No, I okay. just, I literally just made that up. And I hope
1: nobody <laughs> picks up on that. Because that was terrible. But, um, so if you're, if you're a sports fan and also are, you know, watch clips on YouTube, I highly suggest giving the following uh, channels a follow. Urinating Tree. Yeah. Who I've mentioned before. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever mentioned the hockey guy.
0: No, I call I him the hockey has. dad. Yeah. But <laughs>
1: and also follow, if you're strictly a hockey fan, follow the hockey guy. This,
0: he, he is like,
1: he he knows he's just stuff. this
0: little Canadian guy, mm-hmm. like in his basement mm-hmm. with all this memorabilia and his cats.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he just like very no nonsense. Just that's why I call him hockey dad. Cause he just looks <laughs> like a dad. and And he's like. Well, you know, the, the maple leaves, they did that, that, the and it, like, it just, just very, like, he seems to pull this all out of his own head. Like, yes. he has all of the, this stuff memorized. Um, and I don't, I don't know if he's super knowledgeable based on my own knowledge, but he sure sounds super knowledgeable.
1: Yes, he definitely is. So if you're a hockey fan, give follow this the guy a follow. hockey guy. I'm just going to play a very, I'm going to play two different clips from his show, how okay. he, how he does the intro to his show. Okay. First clip is a normal intro, how he usually introduces a show. Okay. And you'll understand why I play the second clip by the time you're done listening Put to the this episode. Put the mic near episode, the. Yeah. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is how he normally starts his uh, YouTube show.
0: Okay. Welcome back. Yeah, you're going to need to turn yeah. that up. <laughs> Technical I difficulties. It was, I it
1: was loud <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Let's try again. All right. So. Oh. Welcome
0: back. All right. So no, welcome back. That's how All he normally right. starts the show, like Just very kind of, happy. Hi Just, hey, guys.
1: How's everybody doing? Yeah. You know? So that's the, very
0: short and to the point. That's very. kind of the
1: spirit of his show. Mm-hmm. So he does a whole episode on this person. We're we are doing a whole that's episode. That's so interesting
0: because that's not usually his thing, right? No, he does that. He oh, he does. He does, with, he does mm-hmm. profiles. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um. So this is how he he does his intro on Harold Harold, Harold Ballard. In three, two. Mm. It, it's gonna go. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah.
1: It's like. So. It's like, I don't want to talk about this person. Uh huh. But he is infamous. And he uh. is somebody you have to talk about. Because at one point in time, this gentleman mm-hmm. was the sole owner of the biggest hockey franchise in the world.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> First, describe to me what inspired you for this. Is it because the Maple Leafs were in the playoffs? It
1: is. It's because it's playoff, uh, playoff Stanley season. Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. for
0: those who may not be into American ice ho- or Well, sorry, North American ice hockey. Sorry, U.S. and Canadian ice hockey. I don't no, know if Mexico North- has an I'm ice not hockey not sure if they field the team or, or not. Yeah. Uh, or any bold, other be Central bold American if they did. <laughs> countries. But uh, it's not um, clim- climate-wise necessarily a natural fit. No. But uh, so this is like the, the big game for hockey, except it lasts weeks and weeks because it's like elimination games mm-hmm. over. In fact, I'm pretty sure everybody's more um, obsessed with the whatever soccer shit's going on right now. Oh, more
1: people for sure. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this yeah. Is the NHL for- is still a bit of a niche league. But it's I'm, big but I'm for the, the
0: North people. Country people. Yes, it is, <laughs> and the Canadians.
1: So, let's get into Harold Ballard. I okay. keep wanting to say Howard. It's Howard just an Ballard. easier thing to say than Harold Ballard.
0: Harold Ballard.
1: So Harold Edwin Ballard, born Edwin Harold Ballard, <laughs> and flipped his first and middle name for okay. some reason. Okay. Was a Canadian businessman and sportsman. He was born on July 30th, 1903, and much to the le- the relief of Toronto Maple Leaves fans, passed away on April 11th, 1990. <laughs>
0: oh, that's mean. At the
1: age of 86, well, it's, he it's also song. it's also true.
0: Oh,
1: jeez. So just to give you an idea of what we're getting into right off the bat, this guy wasn't exactly mourned when he Belo- passed away. He's beloved, <laughs> he is not per beloved. Se. He is not beloved. Harold Ballard of the <laughs> former owner of no. The t-
0: Toronto Maple Leafs. He is
1: He is about as opposite from that as you could possibly get. He's hated? Yes. Okay. So Ballard was an owner of said Toronto Maple Leafs of the National Hockey League, or NHL, and just for fun, owned the Maple Leaf Gardens, which was the arena the Maple Leafs played in as well.
0: Do they still play there?
1: No, they play in, uh, not Air Canada Center? Yes,
0: it's, but it's a different. Building. It's a different arena. It's yeah, not this just yeah named. Okay. Correct.
1: Yes. Um, Maple Leaf Gardens was an old bill. It opened in like 1940, I think. Wow. Um, but anyway, so yes, he owns the team
0: and the and the venue. arena.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and the venue. Um, so he became a member of the lease organization in 1940, and became a senior executive in the 1957 season. He then ascended to the throne of part owner of the team in 1961. And was majority owner from February 1972 until his death in 1990. Well, so that's almost 20 years. And for most of that point, he was the sole owner as well. So
0: he could do whatever he wanted.
1: Whatever he wanted. Okay. And.
0: He didn't want to do good things. We're
1: going to get into just some of the shenanigans. Like, we could have easily called this episode shenanigans. Shenanigans. (laughs) He does wind up going to jail for a year. We are going to get into that.
0: okay. But
1: the other stuff he does is not illegal. He's just an asshole. Okay. Like that's. He. We'll get to he. That, uh, this guy is literally. Think of him this way because this is exactly how I think of this guy. Mm-hmm. He is Donald Trump before Donald Trump. Oh. And he's Canadian. Just for. Canadian just, Donald just, Trump. Just for the little cherry on top.
0: Hockey Canadian Donald Trump. It, but isn't that. Um, the parale- the parallels are. The, the yes. Crack smoking mayor the of Crack smoking mayor of Toronto. Toronto. Yes. Ugh.
1: Yeah, he would have and, done. And what
0: was it? A, uh, um, possessed Cabbage Patch Doll? Is yes, <laughs> possessed ca- Yes. He <laughs> would have Stephen done. Colbert called him. Or he
1: would have done a better job running this team than oh, this guy geez. did.
0: He's dead, though.
1: He is dead. Uh, both of these people are actually. Um, <laughs> well, there's so, your disaster. There it is. <laughs> so he ascended to the throne of part owner in 1961 and again, majority owner from February 1972 till his death in 1990, of which the majority of that time of that time he was the sole owner he was also the owner of the Hamilton Tiger cats
0: Hamilton of, Ontario eh?
1: of the Canadian Football League or oh, C- okay or CFLA oh yeah for 10 years from 1978 to 1988 winning a Grey Cup champ- championship the Grey Cup is the Canadian Football League's version of the Super Bowl right um so he's a
0: sports guy multi-sports guy
1: he, he's a he's an owner. Yeah, he's the, he's an executive. Exact. Mm-hmm. Sports exec. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he doesn't know, he can't evaluate talent sure. or do anything like, yeah. You don't he's have just, to no. if you're, if you're if you've got exec. all the if you've got all the cash.
0: If well. you've got
1: all the cash and you don't, if you don't know how that, that's why you hire other people to run. You know, yeah. it's, you know, what's the old, the fish rots from the head down.
0: You don't need to have talent to be a management.
1: Not necessarily. You, you have to have certain talents to be able to.
0: Well. You don't have to have talent to be an ownership. How about that? That is true. <laughs> if you're literally the just good signing, good managers yeah. have have talent. That's true. But yeah, yeah to be if you've got enough, you, you if, just need money. If you've got
1: enough money, you pay people to evaluate yeah. other people. You buy
0: the talent. Yes.
1: So he was. Get this. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1977. The Hockey Hall of Fame is also in Toronto. Oh, okay. He is a member of four different Stanley Cup winning teams as an executive, not when he was the owner yet.
0: Oh, okay. This was prior. So he
1: actually has his name on the Stanley Cup four times. Oh, wow. Which the next time I see the Stanley Cup. You're going to look for it? I am going to look for it and take a picture of it.
0: How funny. Um, if you get enough time with it usually i know get right yes with... we
1: got really we got really we lucky, lucky. The last time it, yeah we got really lucky the hurricanes really sucked that year and no, <laughs> nobody came to the last That's home game.
0: right. We, ha- we spent like two minutes with it or yeah something.
1: we spent i saw all the dents like all the misspellings yeah. uh-huh. like how faded some of the it was mm-hmm. we literally got to hang out with it for like mm-hmm. a minute or two mm-hmm. which no that did not happen before the other right. two times i'd seen it the other two times i'd seen it I waited in line, not even kidding, probably about two hours.
0: And it was smile picture up and, go. and
1: gone. Yeah, you were literally up there for like three seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to put it into context for anyone who may not know, every am I correct that every person on every team who has ever won the Stanley Cup, which is the like the end tr- tr- uh, winning team's trophy, the championship trophy, yes is a singular trophy. It's not each team gets a Stanley Cup. Correct. It, there's only, it, one, there is only cup. one. Yes. They put the names of everybody on the team that wins mm-hmm. that year.
1: Yep, players and staff.
0: Right. Now they retired some of the plates or something. The
1: the cup is not large enough every once in a while right. they have to take a ring off or two to okay. make to make room. And then so, those those go into the Hall of Fame.
0: Okay. So but there's Hundreds of names, thousands of names, hundreds, hundreds of teams.
1: Hun- I mean, the the Stanley Cup was first awarded in 1893.
0: But I mean, how many are actually still on the cup?
1: I would say uh, probably 60, 70 some. Are they like teeny that.
0: tiny little oh, you, print?
1: You saw it, Yeah, uh, I, I don't, don't know remember if you were really it. looking, <laughs> I don't care. I don't remember the Stanley Cup, <laughs> not I <don't>
0: really. <laughs> I remember posing like this, yes. kicking with my my hand on my hip. But, um, oh, we should post that picture,
1: yeah, for we this will. Episode, yeah. yeah,
0: but, um. The, there is only one Stanley Cup. The team gets it for the year, right? Until they have to well, pass it on to the next team.
1: Well, each person gets it for a day on the team. But, but
0: doesn't the team get to hold? Mm-mm. No, it kind
1: of it kind of goes on tour. Like okay. it's you know, okay
0: with the NHL yes. sort of okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it's essentially
1: always on tour.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But each each member of the team gets to do something with it for one day. Yeah, And they've done they things want. like drink champagne from it. Kids
1: have been baptized in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> literally, there's videos out there of that. But it's just this giant trophy thingy. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: giant trophy thingy.
0: Yeah. But do they all get rings or something? They do. Okay. They get rings
1: and they get like a rep, like their own little replica. Like a little the, baby? Yes. They little tiny do. trophy? Yeah. Same thing for the World Cup.
0: Here's your little cup. The
1: World Cup trophy, they do the same thing. There's oh, the World Cup trophy and then right. they all get their little...
0: Oh, so is the made. World Cup trophy just a singular I, trophy? I believe too? it is. I, yeah. Well,
1: I, they make a new one every four years. I believe.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like the team gets one, and then mm-hmm. the individuals get a little baby. A little on. reward,
1: yeah. <laughs> a little participation trophy for winning one of the hardest tournaments on earth. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. There you go. Just like here's your little baby trophy. <laughs> but what about the babies? Where are the patrons?
1: Where are all the patrons? <laughs> So he, he is in the <laughs> Yes, she is. That's right. So he's inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1977, my birth year.
0: And that now um, that was because he he won in management, but at, mm-hmm. at that time 77 he wasn't an owner. He was not the sole owner. he was
1: not the sole owner. I thought yet.
0: you said 72 to 90 he was sole owner. He,
1: uh for most of that time. Oh, like okay. early gotcha. like in 72 to 74 uh and I do get into this guy. Okay. Okay. I'm Yes, I do owns like a little piece of the team still.
0: Okay. But uh gotcha.
1: But he's he's been majority owner since okay. 72, 72 to 90. Uh, so he's also in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I'm not sure where that is and I didn't bother to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably also in Toronto. Uh, or maybe Montreal, who knows. Or maybe so, Ottawa? Maybe. Uh, so he was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where his father, English-born Sydney Eustace Ballard, founded Ballard Machinery Supplies Company, a sewing machine manufacturer, yeah. which at one point was one of Canada's leading manufacturers of ice skates until the early 1930s oh, wow. when CCM became the most dominant yeah. manufacturer of skates and hockey equipment in general.
0: What does CCM stand for again?
1: Canadian Cycle and Motor. So why they do hockey? I don't know. <laughs> right? Maybe they started with bicycles or something. <laughs>
0: well, I guess it's a machine products, yeah. machinery manufacturing. Um, CCM is the singular name in hockey equipment, right?
1: It's one of them. Well, I mean, there's, a lot of Bauer. there's Bauer. sticks and Bauer. Yep. stuff. You got true. You have got a lot of warrior. You got a lot of different companies.
0: But CCM, but CCM does the...
1: everything. They do skates, yeah. equipment, sticks. You
0: see it on the yeah. pads and mm-hmm. on the yeah.
1: They uh they make the jerseys for all the junior league teams, I believe, mm. and I think the AHL too. Yes, I think the AHL does go with uh, C- CCM. Canadian
0: um, Cycling and manufacturing
1: Motor. Canadian Cy- Cycle and Motor.
0: Cycle it and Motor. Mm-hmm.
1: And motor and manufacturing cycle,
0: <laughs> the C-C-M-C-C-M.
1: Yes. M. <laughs> so Harold attended Upper Canada College as a boarding student until dropping out in his third year in 1919.
0: So he's a college dropout.
1: Yes. Early life as a coach and executive. So in 1930, so he would have been 27. Okay. Ballard became business manager of the Toronto National Seafleas of the Ontario Hockey Association. What
0: is a Sea Flea? I do not know. How is that spelled?
1: Uh, sea Fleas, just like it sounds. Sea, sea fleas. Sea.
0: Yeah. Oh, the, fleas. the sea as in the water, yes. the ocean, yeah. and then fleas in the bug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sea fleas. Yes. I thought it was like C-E-I-F-L-I-E-E or something. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just like, spell just how it sounds, and you go with alien. <laughs> like I know sea you. I know, I know UFOs are real now, and now I'm starting to get concerned. What has happened to my? I'm, I'm going to start. Noticing things.
0: <laughs> if I pull off my face at yeah. any point. It's like, why is a my problem?
1: toothbrush gone? <laughs> but, uh, so yes, sea the, Fleas. the Toronto National Seafleas. Well, that's the, a terrible It is name. a terrible name. So, Seafleas head coach, uh, Harold, Harry Watson, following the 1932 season, chose not to return to the team, even though they had won their league championship. So Ballard took over coaching duties. So this is really kind of the only time he dips his toes into coaching.
0: Okay. So the rest of the disaster, it's about him being an exec.
1: Yeah, this is early life. He's only 27 here. He he is in an executive position here. He's the business manager of the team.
0: Okay, yes. Um, But so he... Did, but he he not, he's just, did he play?
1: He, he's Canadian, so he probably did. <laughs> it's a you know, requirement. Yeah, they're, they're born Canadian, on skates up you there. You do
0: know how to skate if you're Canadian. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear from any listener who's a Canadian who doesn't know how to ice skate.
1: There are... The, the, I don't think too many. There are plenty that don't never played hockey, which I always found kind of interesting. <laughs> but uh, I...
0: Well, it's a just tricy even sport. If, just
1: even if you grew up in the United States on the border, like, you just, you know how to skate. Like, people just, that's well, something I will, you do.
0: I can tell you that those of us born in Miami do, yeah, not, do not know how to skate. <laughs> but I also must say, I don't really know how to swim properly either.
1: Yeah. I can
0: I can dog paddle or stay afloat or whatever, but no, I've never learned to properly swim.
1: Interesting. I can't
0: do anything. And you
1: grew up next to the ocean.
0: I did. I can play the bass. (laughs) Yes, quite well. Very well. I can play and sing at the same time, which is very difficult. It is hard. And I can do taxes.
1: Also very difficult.
0: So I have talents. They're just not physical talent. Like I'm not good at (laughs) sporty things. I have talents,
1: just not these talents. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so Ballard takes over the team as coach. He's just like, yeah, I'll give it a try. So at first he was welcomed by the players, but the mood soon changed. Uh-oh. I put this in parentheses: a recurring theme for what was what was seemingly what was seemingly the rest of his life.
0: That is not a good theme. <laughs> no, that everybody's happy until just after you show. Just up.
1: wait. I know this is getting we're getting off a little slowly here, but just 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 wait till you hear what this guy does. Is fucking this a dollop? Does.
0: Basically, it could or are be. We basically, it doing easily a dollop? could be.
1: Yes, it easily could be. Um. So, the mood changed when Ballard benched the team captain, which is, that's, yeah, that's...
0: Ooh, you have to have, like, some good have reason. S- and you
1: gotta have some balls to fucking do that, yeah. because the players are gonna be with the captain, not There's the other way around. There's with the captain. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. That's that's pretty much a 99% thing.
0: You know, I will say that it does seem like, in hockey, coaches, it's not like, um, be- being
1: Being the coach and being the captain in hockey are yeah. almost the same yeah. roles. Mm-hmm. And they have to, and that's why coaches and captain relationships are very important because mm. they have to play off of each other. Because mm-hmm. when if he ne- wants to get through to the team, mm-hmm. he's got to get through the captain.
0: Who's the Canes captain? Jordan Stahl. Oh okay. I feel like Stahl and Brindmore get along. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, they do.
0: Is Stahl coming back?
1: Yes, he's got one or two more years left on his contract. Have they Which was which for- was uh, which was originally a ten-year contract. Oh wow. So he's about to literally fulfill it, which wow, you don't you don't see happen hardly yeah. ever. And they did resign Brenda Moore as three, they did. three okay. more. That was
0: that was kind of a given. That was a
1: fucking no brainer. Nobody like wanted to see
0: Brendamore go. No, yeah,
1: hell no. So the move triggered a mutiny among the top <gasps> players on the team, who would soon resign in November of 1932. Wow, so like just they quit. right when right when the season's getting started. So the team obviously had a poor year with Ballard coaching, but Ballard arranged a European tour for the team, which included competing in the 1933 Ice Hockey World Championships in Prague. While touring, tour, while touring Europe, excuse me, the team was involved in several fights, both on and off the ice, and in one incident, Ballard was arrested in Paris following a fracas at a hotel.
0: So they literally caused an international incident. Pretty much. Oh,
1: the tour. The tour marked the end of Ballard's career as a full-time hockey coach, so well, okay. it, it literally lasted for a couple of months.
0: And then they're just like, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I was like, this like, didn't work it out. <laughs> you almost caused World War II. Because yeah, this was right prior to it, World War II, right before it,
1: yeah, people are already on edge. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if it hadn't been for Hitler, yeah. this guy would have started right? World War II ahead of time. Jeez, that's crazy.
1: I wasn't thinking about that when I wrote it, but yeah, this is this is literally three years before World War II. It's wild. So yeah. Yes. So in 1940, Ballard was recommended to run the Toronto Marlboros, the senior in jun- hmm
0: like the cigarettes. I guess, maybe. Is it spelled that way? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh,
1: the senior and junior teams that were owned by the Maple Leafs and was made president and general manager. So what they mean by senior junior teams, junior team being like uh, uh, late teenagers, like 16 to 19. Okay. And senior team meaning like their professional affiliate, like the guys they're moving oh, okay. up. Okay. Like the modern day equivalent of the AHL. Okay. Like it's this is their farm system.
0: Okay. It's just age related versus mm-hmm. like levels well, of talent per se.
1: It It still is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Levels of talent is when you get into pro pro. Mm-hmm. Like junior is still considered.
0: That's right. Amateur. Am, am I right that the Broncos we covered the Humboldt Broncos? They were they're a junior team because mm-hmm. they were like late teens, yes. basically mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I
1: don't think they were junior. Pro- there there is junior pro where you do get oh okay where you do get paid, but you literally only get paid in room and board and like a stipend to eat. Yeah. So not really.
0: Y- you can. Live. Yes, you can
1: survive. Right, but you're not going to save. Which is in everybody's best interest (laughs) because they're eventually trying to bring you up to the NHL. Right, right. Um, So he owns, um, not owns, I'm sorry, Uh, he is going to be the uh, president and general manager of basically the Toronto Maple Leafs farm system. Okay. So 19... Now, by
0: farm system, just to... Again, I don't want to presume that people don't understand hockey, but, I mean, well, it's the it, same it is an, kind every, of a niche sport.
1: But every sport has a farm system.
0: No, I get it, but that's, like, an inside baseball term. Basically, it's like the the guys you're Not sort really. of... I feel like it is. I didn't know about it until you you said oh, okay. that. I mean, I understood the relationship, sure. but basically there are, like, kind of the minor leagues, the, the, the smaller leagues that are training people
1: they're, they're, they exist strictly to develop players right. into, so that, into becoming a pro pro
0: right so they get time to, to work on their skills mm-hmm. until they're caught up to a point where they can actually go pro yes yeah and then that helps feed the talent pool mm-hmm. of, of professional sports yeah. not every
1: mm-hmm. not
0: every sport has that every
1: professional sport yes well, they do what's
0: the farm team for or what's the farm system for football in mm. America? college <laughs> Well, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, yes. mean, it, it I mean, I get it. I and get it. And for basketball. Right. It's highly dysfunctional, but <laughs> yep. that, that is. But that yeah. is their farm yes. system. Okay, fair
1: enough. Um, yeah, there's never been a successful, like, development league for NF... And they've tried a couple times. It's just, like, nobody's interested in seeing it. And and a mm. football team is a pretty... you got to spend a lot of money just to make it happen.
0: How do you think it... Well, then how come it's successful in um, hockey and in baseball?
1: Because it's just
0: easy enough it's kind
1: well it's because it's kind of just how it has to be like in the nfl you like your development is like when you cross the line of you know 20 years old you know what i mean because it's such a because it's such a violent sport
0: hockey's pretty bad too it
1: is but most players have a longer career than three years which is the average career in football like in football or um baseball baseball, players have long careers yeah yeah, in football, you get yeah, literally you get chewed up and spit that's out.
0: True. So you're lucky if you make it past college. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So your your the average football player's career is done at the age of 25. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that's true statistically. Mm-hmm. Well, then what? What the fuck is Tom Brady?
1: <laughs> he's somebody <A> that robot. <laughs> he's somebody that just figured out a way to never get hit, and that's by just yeah, get, fair enough. That's by getting rid of the ball quickly. That's his that's his mm-hmm. biggest thing. Mm-hmm um Let's not talk about Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> Tom Brady's greatest <laughs> quarterback of all time. quarterback
1: all time. I mean, he is. No question about that. Anybody who says otherwise is a fucking idiot.
0: We can do that and the other thing. Yes. I don't know. I the, why are you channeling? Accent. I don't know
1: why you're channeling JFK. Oh, a well, Boston yeah, accent that's true.
0: I can think of, but I'm doing a terrible job at it. That's okay. It's raining outside.
1: Just in it case is. It's actually coming hear. down pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, so in 1957, uh, Harold Ballard was officially moved into the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. Okay. So now he's with the parent club. 57. 1957. He's kind so of so he's old. 54 years old. Yeah.
0: I mean, not old. Sorry. Apologies to any of our listeners who are in their fifties for this time. Someone in their fifties is like Grandpa Moses. It's yeah.
1: Like, you've you've been around for a little yeah, while.
0: Yeah. People were like 60 years old. L- you're, uh, you're a little bit.
1: You're a little bit longer in the tooth mm-hmm. at 54 at, at this time. It was like
0: Fred Mertz or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, he's moved into the Toronto Maple Leafs organza- organization officially, uh, and he chaired uh, a committee by Stafford Smythe, which oversaw hockey operations after his father and man who has a trophy named after him, Con Smythe, stepped down from the organization. So, Con Smythe, if okay. you win the Con Smythe trophy, that goes to, what do you think? Playoff MVP. I'm I was going to I didn't <laughs> want to have too much dead air. <laughs> But yes, the Conn okay. Smythe trophy goes to the most valuable player in the playoffs. Playoff. So it's okay. pretty major. Does it usually go to the to win. winner
0: of the Stanley Cup
1: team? Almost always. Okay. There have been a couple occasions where it hasn't, where okay. it wants the losing team. Uh most recently, I think in 2003, yeah, the goalie for Anaheim who was the losing team oh, won, won. won the Conn Smythe. Okay. Uh Jean-Sebastien Jager. yes. Wow, I can't believe I remember that name.
0: You <laughs> you have like Rain man recollection for sports. So I know.
1: Which is which is which is kind of, which is kinda of also why I wanted to do this episode. Of course. But uh, I'm sorry for everybody who's already turned this off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Conn Smythe is a legendary uh, coach player. He has literally has one of the most important trophies you can win named after him. So
0: Conn is his first name?
1: Conn Smythe, yes. That's interesting. So his son, Stafford Smythe, um, is one of the uh players that oversees this committee with Harold Ballard. And th- oh, okay. this this starts a long relationship of
0: dysfunction. Yes.
1: <laughs> so in November 1961, Ballard would purchase a majority of shares in Maple Leaf Gardens Limited. So this is oh, where it, okay. this is where it comes in. He is a majority owner of the, the arena venue. Mm-hmm. before he is of the team. Okay. So first he gets a piece of the venue.
0: So he's like a businessman. Yes. Essentially. Oh yeah,
1: that's exactly what he is. And
0: yeah. he oh this is like running afoul of or um. No, this is like analogous to Donald Trump in the the XFL or AFL, isn't it?
1: It's kind of close. But this guy, this guy's antics goes away. Like this guy's antics, I'll put it to you this way to do the analogy again. But this guy's antics you're not going to believe this, but they put Donald Trump to shame. Like, if, if only Trump he would have,
0: out-Trumps Trump?
1: If only Trump would have thought... If Trump would have thought of these things, he would have done it. But, it, for sure. <laughs> he
0: was too dumb.
1: But, no, or, he, or it just didn't come up because he, wasn't he was... Canadian because enough. He Canadian Exactly. He wasn't Canadian enough. <laughs> So he named himself executive uh, vice president of Maple Leaf Gardens uh, and alternate governor of the Toronto Maple Leafs and chairman of the Maple Leafs Hockey Committee.
0: Wait, there's a governor in hockey? I
1: guess. I don't even get into it because it's it's whatever. It's a management position, obviously. Okay. Okay. So he played a key role as an executive of the team of the Leafs dynasties of the 1960s as the Maple Leafs would win the Stanley Cup in 62, 63, 64. Wow. So three in a row. And then 1967, 1967, mm-hmm. Cats and Kittens, <laughs> is the last time they've won the Stanley Cup.
0: Ever, like to date? S-
1: to date. They have not, not only have they not won it,
0: mm-hmm. they haven't
1: even played for it. They've they never made it, the they've never made it back to the final.
0: Now, would you like to discuss what they did this year, or are you going to We will. with that? Okay.
1: Yes, we will, in a little gotcha. bit. Because I'm going to get into the history of the team a little bit, because Mm -hmm. the history of the team is obviously important to the story. Mm -hmm. So it was during this dynasty that Ballard began displaying tendencies that would lead him to having one of the worst reputations and be one of the most detested owners in NHL history.
0: Well, he didn't get a good start as a coach.
1: He did not. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. Okay. So a brief history of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, you obviously know who they are.
0: Yes, they're a hockey team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Based in Toronto. Yes. And they like syrup. They do. Um, I assume. I hope. It would be really sad if the Maple Leafs don't like maple syrup. It
1: would be. But it would hurt the Canadian reserves it kind of, of maple that's syrup. That's right, which they that do they, have. That they actually have. The
0: Canadians do have reserves of maple <laughs> syrup. Yeah.
1: So a brief history of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Very brief. This is an old, old, old franchise. So the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of 32 clubs that make up the National Hockey League, with the Seattle Kraken beginning play in the upcoming season. So now they're 33.
0: They willing... That makes no. Seattle 30. Kraken oh, okay. will be
1: will be 32. Gotcha. As of the beginning of this upcoming season. That's
0: exciting. There's going to be a new, new team. New team, yep. And an even number finally.
1: Yep. And in a new market, they haven't. The NHL hasn't been in Seattle since like the 1920s. I
0: don't know why I feel like Seattle's a perfect place for hockey. It should
1: be. It's cold and rainy, and I mean, there's ice. <laughs>
0: indoors. <laughs> yeah. It's otherwise t- pretty yeah. tempered by um, it's got
1: the It's got the, the mood ocean. right, yeah. <laughs> so they were formed in 1917. Wow. The same year as the NHL. Mm. And were originally known simply as Toronto.
0: Oh, they just named them yes, after the location. After the thing. city.
1: They soon took on the nickname of the Arenas, which was used until 1919 when they changed their name to the Toronto St. Patrick's. Oh! <laughs> in 1927, the club was purchased by Conn Smythe. We've heard from him. And he renamed the team to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which has been their name since.
0: It's not a bad name. No, it's a great name. It's a great name. It's cute. It's very Canadian.
1: They won the Stanley Cup in their, and again in the NHL's, inaugural season, which consisted of four teams at the time.
0: Wow, they, so are, they They were the best of four. They were, the best of four. <laughs> they were in the top twenty-five percent. They were. <laughs>
1: they are also known as one of the original six teams of the early NHL. The moniker was given to the teams that survived the Great Depression of the 1930s oh. and World War II in the early 1940s. So there
0: were some teams that fell off. During yes, that period of mm-hmm.
1: and they include Toronto, the Montreal Canadiens, the Boston Bruins, the New York Rangers, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Detroit Red Wings. So those, that is those are the oldest. Teams. That is what is considered the original six
0: that are presently still in operation all
1: still playing yep Toronto Maple Leafs have more inductees into the Hockey Hall of Fame than any other club. Wow. 62 players and 13 personnel have been inducted, with, da- with player Dave Andrechuk being the most recent in, ni- in 1917. 2017. Okay. The club I would have been
0: really okay, sad if that been. was
1: the last. <laughs> so we've mentioned previously, they have not won a Stanley Cup since 1967.
0: Which is, oh, it's God. 54, 54 years. years. Going
1: on 55. It'll be mm-hmm. 55 years. If they don't get it next mm-hmm. year, yeah. The club is second all time in Stanley Cup championships, having made the final 21 times and have 13 victories. That all happened prior in a 50 year period from yeah. 1917 to 1967. <laughs>
0: yeah. They also,
1: we just got into this, but they also currently have the longest drought between yeah. Stanley Cup wins.
0: Who's the second? Is it by a long shot?
1: I believe second is Buffalo.
0: And how long is that? Been? Since
1: they came in the league, 1970? Okay, so it's pretty bad for for, Buffalo, too. Oh, yeah. Buffalo's never won one.
0: Oh, well, that sounds very Buffalo.
1: I'm going to...
0: Dock my pay for that?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) My non-existent pay. Well, see, I am drinking my beer out of a a Whalers koozie. You're drinking out of a Bills koozie. That's true.
1: That's true. So following the 1967 season, the NHL expanded from six teams to 12... And of course, now they have thirty-two. So after the okay. nineteen sixty-seven season, the NHL literally doubles in size. Wait, they go, okay. they go from six teams to twelve.
0: Okay. So they were only six teams for like fifty years.
1: All of their championships and Stanley Cup appearances have happened when there were only six or fewer teams. Oh my God, they have that's not. So sad. They have not been to either since. I did not know. They have not. They have not been. They have not played for the Stanley Cup since expansion.
0: Wow, I had no idea that there were only six teams for that long. Mm-hmm. Long time. It's a tiny little league. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a niche sport. Always really, always yeah. has been. And they play obviously yeah. those six teams play in big cities because. But they, they were all to. like northern cities. Yes. Too, oh yeah. Like
0: Midwest. Northern cities northern. with a, with a
1: history of of producing talent and
0: still yes. to this day. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Now that is just starting to kind of shift a little bit. Like there's talent coming out of Florida now. Yes. And,
1: out of North Carolina yeah, this mm-hmm. pet uh, last year another North Carolina native got drafted I think he went in the fourth round hmm. we haven't had anybody drafted higher than like the third round but still native board North Carolinians I think there's been four of them that have been wow. drafted mm-hmm. in the last couple of years so mm, that's pretty and yeah Florida you're about to see. In the next ten years, a little bit of a boom. You're gonna see a lot of fucking American kids from Florida <laughs> mm-hmm. who are in the NHL. It's just <laughs>
0: well, because uh, all the coaches retire. They all,
1: that's where they all retire. where
0: there's no state income mm-hmm. tax and the weather's nice and year round, except for the and
1: Plenty of people in Florida with plenty of money.
0: <laughs> that's right. Takes
1: money to play hockey. It, it, it does. <laughs> it takes a lot of money. It to just play does. Hockey. So, it is
0: an elite sport in terms of just like it's a privileged sport. Oh, it
1: is it. for sure. There, there is no such thing as. Yeah, this okay. kid had no parents and no money, and he still made it to the NHL. Right. It's literally impossible. Right. Like it's, uh, you're it, not that, making it. That's, there's that's, not money involved That story yet. is never going to happen.
0: It's such a capitalistic sport.
1: It is. Very much is. So all of their championships were won when the league had six or less teams.
0: That's pretty sad. <laughs>
1: In the recent 2021 COVID-shortened season, uh-huh. the Maple Leafs won their division handily, only to lose their first-round <laughs> matchup against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Who they have not beat in the Stanley Cup playoffs since their Stanley Cup winning series in 1967, wow. having blown a three to one series lead.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like they were up three to one. This
1: they were. This se- and, and went into overtime in Game Five, and I was and came back in that Game Five. So they lost the first game of that series and then won three straight three. pretty handily. In that fifth game, they were down three to nothing in the game and came back to tie it and to send wow. it into overtime. I'm like, I'm like, this is it. I was like, and you know what? It better be it. I was like,
0: because otherwise,
1: I was like, you don't want to leave. The here's door what, open. Here's what you don't want to do, especially in the playoffs. You do not want to leave a team that has a top five goalie, which Carey Price most certainly is. You do not want to leave teams like that hanging around. Mm. You just don't.
0: You need to finish. them. You
1: need to kill them off the second you get. So I was like, they'll probably win in overtime because they came back from three to nothing. I'm like, this is this, this is their turnaround year. Yeah, like they're, they're gonna do it. And they lost, and I was like...
0: Uh-oh. This isn't good.
1: I was like, it's not time to panic yet. I was like, there's two mm-hmm. games. I was like, but you know, I was like, they really needed, just for their own confidence, yeah,
0: a, Yep, mm-hmm. just
1: they just needed to put this to bed. And I'm like, and they didn't. I'm Like you don't want to leave... You can't leave a goaltender like Carrie mm-hmm. Price just hanging around. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we gave it our best shot, but they won it. Like, you just you can't do it. And they... They blew it again. Wow. It was so sad to watch. Like, I felt bad.
0: For all the Toronto fans. (laughs)
1: Yes. Being a Bills fan, I mean, I know exactly what the fuck it feels like. I I know the embarrassment and the shame of being a Bills fan. Except the Bills
0: have made it at least to
1: the Super Bowl. The most hilarious thing is the Bills and the Hurricanes had their turnarounds at the exact same time. Huh. And the Hurricanes sucked for ten years, and the Bills sucked for twenty years.
0: <laughs> so my
1: two favorite teams were terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: For such a long period of, t- and literally at the same time, now they're both like serious contenders. Right. So I stuck around for all that bullshit. So I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're fucking, gonna enjoy. This, this time around, I'm gonna eat it up. <laughs> yeah. When 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 the Bills were the dynasty that that they were, I was a teenager. I, I didn't know how to appreciate it because you just think you're gonna see it forever. And then you don't you didn't see, know
0: what was ahead. And then
1: you literally don't see a division championship for 25 years or a playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> um, like other people's kids have had kids like in right the, in, that, in that space of time. <laughs> so the Ballard era. So this oh, is okay, getting the, into the this is getting into when he first buys a piece of the team and then when he goes on to become sole owner owner.
0: Okay, and this is all in his like emeritus years, basically, his yes. retirement years. Yeah, retirement age years.
1: So, on March twenty fourth, nineteen sixty five, a new day in television history hmm. would begin in Canada. Ooh! On this day, in a matchup between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs, it would be the first time ever that a hockey game would be broadcast in color.
0: Oh! And
1: in my Canadianness, I do all canadian english spelling in this episode oh calor.
0: Calor.
1: <laughs> so i spelled everything canadian
0: favorite
1: <laughs> yes favorite
0: i know we probably sound like fucking I'm, idiots I'm to off, everybody i'm off schedule <laughs> well the funny thing is because we have a fair number of uk listeners um uh australia new zealand which uk i mean the uk
1: very much obviously influenced the canada used to be canada
0: and it's just i it's obviously very typical for you guys but we see Kaleor and uh Favor are (laughs) it we just did away with the U's for some reason we just decided we didn't want the U's. it's it's cute it's 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 more fun yeah it's more fun it looks very classy
1: so less than 1% of televisions owned in Canada at that time were able to broadcast oh. in color. But it was still seen as a landmark event.
0: Okay, fair enough. Somebody had to be the first, right? It had to be the mm-hmm.
1: So much so that by the beginning of the 1967-68 season, so this is following their last Stanley Cup win. This is the okay, 67. Yes, this, this is, is the, the next very season. next season. Mm-hmm. Maple Leaf Gardens, which is owned also by Harold Ballard. Right. Keep that in mind this because
0: I keep wanting to say Frank Ballard. Who's no, Frank Ballard? I don't know. Okay.
1: Uh, let's not confuse the people.
0: <laughs> Edwin Harold, Harold Edwin. Yes,
1: there you go. So Maple Leaf Gardens installed a new lighting system, which would provide a clearer picture to fans oh, okay. watching the games on their newfound color television the 1%. devices. The one percent. No, I mean just imagine what was considered a clear picture I'm in 1967, 68. <laughs> Basically, it's fuzzy. Blobs. Basically, it's fuzzy, and you can kind of make out the numbers. Is there a puck? We don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs>
0: we can't see it.
1: <laughs> but literally, like until HD, mm-hmm. like I realized, like how you watched a hockey game before is mm-hmm. you just reacted to how the players reacted
0: you could to not know
1: where see the to puck, know where yeah. the puck was.
0: <laughs> and now, that's a
1: bit of a marketing challenge when you can't <laughs> see the actual the item thing. in play. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Imagine football, but you can't see the ball. Baseball, you can't see the ball. You you're the you're ball.
1: literally watching it just based on Basketball, players' reactions. Basketball, can't see the ball. <laughs> yes, that's what it was like on television. <laughs> well,
0: to be fair, a puck is very—it's very small,
1: and like, they're shooting it. They're shooting it fucking 90 miles an hour, they're passing
0: it really fast yeah. too. Um, but it's well, and now we're in an era where you can't tell the difference between an actual hockey game and like NHL 20. Or that's whatever, true, with the video game. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's pretty similar. Uh huh. So small problem. Uh oh. The new lighting system caused a very sharp glare on the ice that distracted the players. Oh no!
0: So they fucked over the players.
1: So this is Howard Ballard, Harold Ballard, that owns the <laughs> arena. I can't, I'm gonna do that. Um, that owned the arena. He uh-huh. put he puts in the new lighting system so it shows up on TV better, so they it's get not, better, so they get better ratings. It's
0: not a terrible idea. No. but he should have thought of that.
1: So Howard Harold Ballard's solution. I did it again. <laughs> Make the C B C or Canadian, Canadian Broadcasting, Broadcasting Corporation a. pay for the upgrade.
0: Oh. Wait, the upgrade of the lighting of the, the
1: lighting system that he installed himself.
0: That so it out would to be sh- shit. So it would
1: show up better on TV, but it had a glare, so it distracted the you know, players from the so game. So
0: because it was a bad idea, make somebody else pay for it. Exactly. Oh,
1: so when C B C so when C B C president Ted Huff balked at Ballard's Demand just before a broadcast of Hockey Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now Hockey Night in Canada, think of it again to use a football analogy, mm-hmm. think of it as Monday night football.
0: Okay. It's hockey a big night. In, night. Mm-hmm. Hockey Night
1: in Canada is every Saturday night. Still? It's yes. It's the oh. yes, it's the it's the game of the week. Oh, I yeah. didn't know
0: that was a thing. That's pretty yes. cute.
1: Every Saturday. Oh. Yeah. We, where, where I grew up, we all watched Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday night.
0: That's so cute. I didn't know about
1: that. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't, really?
0: No. Oh, okay. No idea. I grew up in Miami.
1: I, I know that. We don't. <laughs> Before
0: I met you, I told you what I knew of hockey. It was, was Wayne the Gretzky. The Flying V. That's right. From the, the Mighty Ducks. Ducks. <laughs> and and Ray, Wayne Gretzky. And quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So, Ballard grabbed a fireman's axe.
0: What? I'm. Okay. Wait.
1: And threatened threatened to cut the TV cable feed, (laughs) unless Huff agreed to pay for the lighting upgrade. He
0: held the the team hostage. He held the the broadcast broadcast
1: hostage. hostage. Huff relented, and the broadcast went on as scheduled.
0: That was a terrible idea, to give in to the terrorists.
1: This is just the first of many stories as to the ridiculous lengths Harold Ballard would go to to get his way. For now, though, why don't we get into a little bit of his legal troubles? So, Ballard's greatest influence (laughs) in this period was not on the ice, but on the financial performance of Maple Leaf Gardens. Okay. Within three years under the new owners, profits at the garden had tripled to just under a million dollars per year.
0: Back in in the 60s, Mm -hmm. late 60s, yeah.
1: He negotiated lucrative deals to place advertising throughout the building, which is why you yeah. see advertising on the boards. He started that. He's the one that started that. Wow,
0: that's not a terrible idea. No, it's a great
1: idea. Like it, when you see an old game without the ads on the boards, You're it like, looks so different. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. it, it looks. Yeah, it looks like it's a like an amateur night or right? something. Right.
0: Yeah, like a, like some a rinky dink rink.
1: Yes, rinky dink rink. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: that.
1: <laughs> and he increased the number of seats in the garden as well for for live ev- live events other than hockey, like for so could concerts sell more and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yep. So to make room for more seats, Ballard removed a large portrait of Queen Elizabeth II from the gardens. (laughs) When asked about it, Ballard replied, quote, She doesn't pay me, I pay her. Besides, what the hell position can a queen play? Uh, Unquote.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to bulk at taking away, like, silly figure-hands. Here's
1: the other, I'll just throw this out as well, because... Anyway. He like Donald Trump. He is also a master troll. We're, we're, we're gonna get. We're oh, he gonna. He just didn't have Twitter. He exactly like <laughs> if I, again. I thought of that while I was researching this episode. I'm like, man, if, if Twitter existed when this guy was around.
0: David, brilliant idea.
1: Let's make a. hack Let's make a Harold, Harold Ballard. The ghost yes, a, of
0: Harold Ballard. Twitter page. Twitter. Yes,
1: I, I like it. Uh, that is our idea. If I see somebody else doing it, we're probably not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ballard booked the Beatles on on each of their three North American tours, which I mean, huge get. You also have to understand this is in Toronto. Toronto is by far the biggest biggest metropolitan city in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like, it's twice the size of Vancouver, and Vancouver is a pretty big city. Um,
0: And it's not even the capital.
1: It is not. Yeah. Ottawa is Mm -hmm. like the most boring city in the world, (laughs) (laughs) possibly. Have you ever been to Ottawa? (laughs) A bunch of times. Yeah. It has a canal. (laughs) <laughs> like that's
0: Ottawa. You we can, have a canal. You can skate
1: on it, which We're is kind of
0: capital, and we have a canal, yeah,
1: which you can skate on, which is kind of cool. But it's kind of like,
0: like Tallahassee being the capital of Florida. It's like it's what? Like, huh?
1: <laughs> it's like of all the places if you
0: want to go to the swamp. Yeah. Okay, but again, there's my Miami snobbishness, of course,
1: yeah. that that you're famous for. Yes. So on the second tour in 1965, Ballard sold tickets for two shows. Even though their agreement had only been for one.
0: Wait for the Beatles. Yes. So the Beatles signed on for one night, and he sold. He, he committed sold, fraud.
1: He sold two nights, which they wound up playing. Oh. So on the hot summer days of the concerts, Ballard ordered the building's heat turned up, shut off the water fountains, and also delayed both of the concerts for over an hour. The only available refreshments were from large were large soft drinks from the concession stand which he also owns cuz he owns Maple oh Leaf Gardens. God. So he gets all the concessions, the parking. He, he gets it. A- asshole. Yes. So in 1969, Ballard and Stafford Smythe, remember he is the son of Con the legendary Smythe. Con Smythe, were charged with tax evasion and accused of uh-huh. using Maple Leaf Gardens to pay for their personal expenses.
0: Oh, th- yeah, there's a shock.
1: Yes. <sighs> John Bassett, who had by this time become chairman of the board and was also the owner of the Toronto Telegram, received the support of the board of directors in an 8 to 7 vote to fire Smythe and Ballard. However, Bassett didn't force Smythe and Ballard to sell their shares and both men remained on the board. Oh wait. So this so they were essentially fired.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: they were both like, "Well, we're just not going to sell our shares," and they kind of didn't do anything about it.
0: Well, yeah, if their majority, well, what well, at what point who owns what percentage at this point?
1: At this point, I believe he... I, I had—I took this out because um, I didn't want to get too deep into it. Yeah. I believe he is, like... I believe he's one of five owners at this point. And I, I think his stake... I think percentage. his stake is probably, like, you know, I would guess, like, maybe 15 20% in there somewhere.
0: Okay. So, they... They didn't do anything, basically. No. It did nothing.
1: No, it did nothing. No, no, because they still own their shares. So they're like, like we still own our shares. We like, still own a vote. Yeah, we exactly. lots of votes, It's like actually. we still own all this shit, so yeah. it doesn't matter if you fired us or not. Yeah. So this proved to be a serious strategic blunder as Smythe and Ballard controlled almost half of the company's shares between them. So there you go. So they
0: were in an alliance Mm -hmm. to just be like, well, it doesn't matter. We're majority together. We're majority shareholders. Exactly.
1: So a year later, they staged a proxy war to regain control of the board.
0: That's like succession shit. Yes.
1: Ballard was reappointed executive vice president And facing an untenable situation, Bassett uh, resigned as chairman and sold his shares to Ballard and Stafford Smythe in September
0: 1971.
1: A literal sellout. Yep. Smythe died just six weeks later. Ooh. And at age 68, Ballard won a battle with Stafford's family and bought his <gasps> shares, giving him a 60% controlling interest in the garden.
0: Oh, okay. He but still inst- he
1: installed himself as president and chairman of the Maple Leaf Gardens, oh so an God. upgrade from vice president.
0: This guy is just like consolidating power. And
1: now instead of being a co-governor of the Maple Leafs, he is governor of the Maple Leafs. Jeez. So shortly after taking control of the Leafs, Ballard stood trial on forty nine counts of fraud, theft, and tax evasion oh involving two hundred and five thousand dollars worth of money.
0: Jeez, back then too. That's a lot of
1: money back then. Even Canadian. Yes, hey.
0: Even in loonies and toonies. He was
1: accused by the crown attorney, which I'm guessing is the the, uh, district attorney. Like, they're equivalent. Well, because crown
0: prosecutors are like Mm -hmm. district attorneys, I think. Something. So, (laughs) something like that. Something.
1: It's similar to us. Um, so he was accused by the Crown Attorney of using funds from Maple Leaf Gardens to pay for renovations to his home on Montgomery Road. Oh, no. And funds were also used to renovate his Midland College to rent and uh, to rent limousines for his daughter's wedding in 1967 oh, and to buy motorcycles for his sons, passing off the expenses hockey equipment for the Marlboros.
0: Okay. I- as
1: well as placing money belonging to the corporation into a private bank account that he controlled along with Stafford Smythe. Ballard pleaded not guilty to all charges.
0: No wonder you compare him to Trump.
1: At the same time, Hockey Canada, which is Canada's governing body for hockey, just like in the, the United NHL. States. No, in the United oh. States, it's USA hockey. Oh, the, okay. I governing, didn't know that I knew that. It's governing for amateurs. Okay. Um, like when I was playing in that league a couple mm-hmm. years ago, I remember I had to get a, a physical done. Oh, yeah, kind of. That was because of USA Hockey. There's a regulation. Mm -hmm. It's a
0: regulating body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I had to get a physical done and have insurance through them.
0: Oh, yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember the insurance, yeah. Uh,
1: So at the same time, Hockey Canada uh, negotiated uh, an agreement with the NHLPA, which is the National Hockey League Players Association, Mm -hmm. uh, to hold an eight-game tournament between uh, Canadian professional hockey players and top players from the Soviet Union.
0: Oh, like this. This is Cold War shit. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. This is 1972.
0: This is pre-miracle Cold War exhibitionism. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The tournament would become known as the Summit Series. Just as Ballard's trial was beginning, he told Hockey Canada that they were welcome to use any member of the Leafs on the Canadian team, could use Maple Leaf Gardens for their training camp, and could use the building for any or all of those games in the series, with the Garden's share of the gate receipts being donated to the NHL Players' Pension Fund. Okay, so... It's a PR stunt.
0: PR and kind of bribery. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Grease in the wheel.
1: Oh, yeah. But you can't prove. Because it's just like, hey, I... I
0: Out of the you goodness can, of, my, of you, my heart. You can take my
1: players. I you can, will. Hey, you can use the building I own. <clears throat> <laughs> and I'm going to donate all the gates to the fucking... The, the something or another. I'll just come up with something. Oh, NHL players pension fund? Sure. Why not? So then, Ballard then partnered with longtime rival Alan Eagleson, and Eagleson's client, some guy by the name of Bobby Orr, Oh. to get the television rights to the series, which would be used to benefit Hockey Canada and the Players Union.
0: Now, real quick, Bobby Orr is like legendary yes. hockey
1: player. Yes, he right? uh, he is easily a top five player all time. time period. He was like story. the
0: pre Gretzky Gretzky. A little
1: bit, but yeah. for for defenseman, he is absolutely Wayne Gretzky. He completely okay. changed the, sport. the role of a defenseman. And and the sport and yes he did in turn.
0: Um, what what position did Gretzky play? Center. Okay.
1: So at no time before or after his trial did Ballard show any interest in being associated with Eagleson or in having members of the Leafs play the Soviets. And the move was widely seen to be to be a means to generate favorable. You like how I spelled favorable?
0: Favorable.
1: Public relations.
0: Oh oh, there's there's a shock that yeah. it's a publicity stunt. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: so fucking obvious, but still you know it's something you could get away with and he's trying (laughs) so at the conclusion of the series ballard sent a bill to hockey canada for use of the building oh my
0: god so he's like i'll donate this and then he build them
1: he's like what a
0: dick he's like
1: i'll donate this no wait that's gonna be you sucker like that I mean that was just if
0: they didn't have it in writing I mean oh. and
1: they probably did to some extent and it it, I, it, didn't, it was uh, just
0: he's just an asshole it sounds like that's what I'm
1: saying like I mean he does obviously he's about to go to jail actually but doing this right here I mean that's not necessarily illegal it's just a dick move it's just move. a dick move <laughs>
0: like it's just a trash human thing it's just
1: like the most unethical thing you can do which like unfortunately oh my god So in August, just weeks before the series began, this is the summit series between Russia and Canada, Ballard was convicted on 47 of the 49 charges. Wow. Two months later, he was sentenced to nine years in a federal penitentiary, and after a brief stay at Kingston Penitentiary, he was moved to a minimum security facility that was part of Millhaven Institution. He wound up having his sentence reduced to three yeah,
0: years. I was going to say, well, and he only served one?
1: He did, yes. Okay. He finished his sentence at a halfway house in Toronto and was paroled oh in October. Oh, my God, a halfway yes. house, a
0: millionaire, like, in a halfway house. And
1: was paroled in October 1973 after serving a third of his three-year sentence, reduced sentence. Yeah. After Oof. his parole, he stated that prison life was like staying in a motel. Oh, with color television, golf, and steak dinners. So oh, my he, God. he obviously, he's staying at a fucking resort. Essentially, for rich people that have committed crimes, it's
0: like in—is it Goodfellas where they're like all palsy wowsy and making dinners together in the in in prison, yeah? Yeah. Uh,
1: Because they literally own the prison, like they own they own the prison union guards, right? That was their Mm -hmm. union, was all, yeah, yeah. It's it's, but you're still we'll show you, but you're still in jail, and there is something to that, but.
0: How the one percent live in jail? That's
1: true, but I mean, to them, it's like I I couldn't take a helicopter ride today,
0: literally. right?
1: So oh, Ballard even claimed to possess photographs of himself drinking beer with corrections officers oh, and wearing god. one of their uniforms. Oh
0: my god!
1: During the oh, time Canada during the time he was in prison, his son Bill managed the Maple Leaf Gardens. So now that he's fresh out of prison, and now he's just about to have sole ownership of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he also has majority ownership of the Maple Leaf Gardens. Right. So let's see how quickly his shenanigans would ramp up, My shall God. we? Ballard became known as a very hands-on owner. He tried to micromanage the team, interfering with coaches and players, which is the last thing. You,
0: yeah, you don't need you that. You
1: want the owner just You've got the money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you find the talent, you pay it, let And let them l- do their job. Let the professionals that know the ins and out of playing the sport. Mm-hmm do what they've gotta do.
0: But he has a track record when he was the coach of... He... Not leaving well enough alone.
1: Exactly. Like, to him, like, it's his money. Mm -hmm. It's his building. Like, he has plenty of money. He just doesn't want to spend it. Yeah. Like, to him, it's his. You know, it's it's my money. You know? God. So soon after taking over as majority owner, he forced out several longtime front office personnel... And replaced him with his own men. Of course. For example, he cut the salary of Chief Scout and former Leaf star Bob Davidson by almost two-thirds, Ooh. forcing Davidson to yeah. resign. Davidson, Davidson had served in the Leafs organization for almost 40 years oh, in various capacities up to that point.
0: So he is just, like, ostracizing long-timers. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's insidious.
1: So Ballard's opposition to European and most American players was so virulent that a Leaf scout used Ballard's time in jail to sign Borea (laughs) Salming, one of the NHL's first great European players, also a Hall of Famer.
0: So he was like, okay, well, you're occupied.
1: (laughs) You know what? The Yankees did the same shit with with George Steinbrenner. He was in jail? Um, I don't remember. Did he go to jail?
0: Steinbrenner for what? He, like, he
1: didn't go to jail. He he was forced to not have any. Like a
0: suspension kind Right, of? for okay. I think like
1: two or three seasons. What did he do? I can't remember. Jeez, it's been a long time. But anyway.
0: Wow.
1: So while Steinbrenner literally couldn't make any decisions,
0: they started making some decisions. They are like, okay, yeah. we're going to
1: start drafting these guys. Yeah. Like, and we got to get these guys playing. And the, like they, yeah. The team took off because, you know, he wasn't he, there to because stop. Because he them. wasn't in control. <laughs> So after Ballad took control of of uh, the Maple Leafs, now he's becoming the sole owner in the 71-72 season. One of the first challenges he faced was the creation of the World Hockey Association, or the WHA, Wah. or WA. as a, it, and it was literally it was an upstart league to compete with the NHL.
0: Well, approximately what year was this? Nineteen
1: seventy one seventy
0: two.
1: So at the time, NHL teams relied on the reserve clause to keep players from jumping to other teams in the league. What is the reserve clause? It means, like, you've got to fulfill your contract before you can oh, get traded or being okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, so players couldn't jump from team to team just willy-nilly. Okay. That's essentially what it's there to do. But the clause could not prevent players from leaving the NHL to join a different league.
0: Ah. Uh. So
1: because, and here's one of the things with the WHA, the WHA literally had their wallets open. They're like, what do you guys want for money? What do you want? Million dollars over uh, five years? Sure. Yeah. Have it. Because they're trying to get, they have mm-hmm. to get star players. It's an upstart league. Mm-hmm. You know, so they literally they're had their... they them. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the 1971-72 season, because at first, Ballard doesn't perceive this league as a threat. He's just like, it's some joke league. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. I mean, you would think that to start. yeah.
1: So by the end of the 71-72 season and going into the 72-73 season, Mm -hmm. the Leafs only had three players signed to contracts, Rick Kehoe and veterans Jacques Plante and Bobby Bond. So about a month out from the season, a month out.
0: They have three people signed.
1: They literally have three players. Because a lot of players, um, well, I'm about to get into that.
0: How, what's an average number of players on a team? A
1: full roster is 23 with with 20 <laughs> with 20 players dressing.
0: So they're down 20. Yes, <laughs>
1: they need they literally need to find 20 players, which is also why you have a farm system. Right. They, they yeah, would have they would have from, yeah they would have to call up players on mass and just quickly sign whoever the fuck was left Basically, out there. Basically,
0: the whole team. Of their <laughs> yeah. Farm system.
1: So Ballard again did not take the unproven WHA seriously as a competitor and he was and so was outbid on the services of several players mm-hmm. in the Leafs organization. The biggest loss was goaltender Bernie Parent, a superstar in the making, mm. current Hall of Famer, two-time Stanley Cup winner and considered one of the greatest goalies ever.
0: So obviously he played for another NHL team he, if no, he was a Stanley no. Cup winner.
1: No. no, no. Oh, no well, got... yes, when he okay. came back. Yes. We'll get into when the WHA players <laughs> yeah, come gotcha. back around.
0: <laughs> Cuz we have not we do not have the WHA anymore. <laughs> right. Correct.
1: Uh, so he was offered a contract by the WHA with financial terms that were far beyond what Ballard was prepared yeah. to match. Along with Perrant, Rick Lee, uh, Jim Harrison, Brad Selwood, and Guy Trottier all left the Leafs for the WHA before the 72-73 season, as did some minor league prospects as well. Oh, wow. Um,
0: was there a... Salary caps back then? No. Mm-mm. Oh, wow.
1: Um, Paul Henderson and Mike Pellick would follow a year later. Yeah, the salary cap was introduced after the... After the lockout in 4 05. Oh,
0: wow. Yep. Okay. That's when so, it was introduced.
1: So in the 5 so 06 season was the first... Basically,
0: it's... At this point, it's just him being cheap.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you've got the money to spend yeah. in this era, you can spend it on... It doesn't matter. Plus, you play... You literally play in... Probably in the biggest market in terms of hockey fandom and stuff like that. And uh, I believe the third or fourth biggest market in the entire North America.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing (coughs) that's so surprising that the Maple Leafs are so bad is that when you think hockey, you think Canada, in North America anyway, and when you think Canada, you think Toronto... And their team sucks yeah. and has for fifty. Plus well, they they've
1: just never they just haven't they haven't sucked. Well, they've so had periods enough. where they were good. You, you're
0: right, and they didn't suck this they, year. But they but they just yeah.
1: they just they haven't even made it back to the Stanley uh, Cup final in they're all this just time. The bad
0: news bears yeah, of
1: pretty hockey. much. So Paul Henderson and Mike Pellick would follow a year later. Players who stayed could use the threat of joining the WHA to negotiate better yeah. contracts. And Ballard always blamed the WHA for inflating player salaries. Ballard never... Uh,
0: now, sir, that is the free market so, so. It's the
1: free hand of the... The invisible how, hand of the free right. market.
0: It is how you made your money. Mm-hmm. And it's you how you're losing it You could have
1: signed all those players. <laughs> literally.
0: You see, sir, in capitalism there are winners and losers. And
1: right now you're a loser. <laughs> Ballard never forgave the WHA for this and became the leader of the hardline faction of NHL owners who opposed any merger with the upstart league. Oh, wow. Which would happen eventually.
0: Oh, they did merge? Yes. Is that how they expanded?
1: It is. Okay. We'll, 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 get it. There. Yes, we're about to get into that. Yep. Uh, so in 1973, the WHA moved the Ottawa Nationals franchise to Toronto and they became the Toronto Toros.
0: Oh, what? Yes. Toronto- this so, is in the WHA. Yes. Okay. So a
1: team moves. It happens all the time. No,
0: no, no. I get that. I was thinking NHL, but this yeah. is the WHA. Mm-hmm. So they're a comp- competing team, competing yes. team in the same market.
1: So a year later uh they moved to the Bo- to Boston Garden to the Maple Leaf Garden that's where their home building was going to be who who owns Maple Leaf Gardens again
0: uh, our friend well our not friend at all uh Howard Harold Harold Ballard Harold Ballard
1: So to- Toro's owner the Toronto Toros of the WHA
0: Do you mean Toro like bull Toro I guess, Toro Probably
1: Okay um so their owner John Bassett son of the elder John Bassett who we had learned of before who right had involvements with with Ballard as a as an owner
0: oh yes uh-huh
1: had negotiated a lease with the elder Ballard's son Bill oh. who we mentioned before yes, yes, Bill was uh-huh. handling his finances essentially while he was in jail Oh, okay so by that time the Toros played their first game by the time I'm sorry okay. the, the Toros played their first game at the Maple Leaf Gardens Ballard had been released from prison so he's just getting out of prison oh
0: no what did he do to sabotage them?
1: Angered that the WHA was literally in his backyard, the elder Ballard made the Toro's lease terms as onerous as possible. Mm. This became clear when the arena lights were not turned on <laughs> for the first game of the season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he's pulling a Beatles on what he did for the he, he the fucking, Beatles
1: He was just like, oh
0: my god, he was just
1: like, don't turn on the lights just for, the, turn on for the for the fucking for the first game of the season.
0: Well, so they just arrived and it was a dark building.
1: Yes. When when an outraged Bassett complained, Ballard demanded $3,500 for use of the lights.
0: <laughs> fucker! He just, like, held the building ho- He held the lights hostage. Like, that's what I'm, that's lights. what I'm saying. Oh, my. Petty, like the, the, petty, petty. This guy's trolling Little skills fucker. are
1: fucking off the wow. charts. Like, it's. I mean, I can't stand people like this. I would never want to meet him or be around him. How how almost admirable. However, I do have like a certain amount of respect, respect for like
0: being that for
1: being that big of an asshole. Yes. Like that's just gotta it takes, be. It
0: takes some guts to be that hateful. It
1: does. <laughs> and he's reveling in it most of the time, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck. Like it's
0: And his own son negotiated the contract. Yes. So he's like it's, undermining his son.
1: It's fucking it's yeah, it's just a maniacal millionaire like set loose on a yes it's just yeah
0: it's like the same psychopathy that leads people to murder or become the next Hitler or whatever except he's using it in the pettiest and most (laughs) minimal way possible just
1: to fuck with people just because he doesn't like them I mean that's you know wow so he demanded $3,500 for use of the lights for the lights he also removed the cushions from the home bench (laughs) For Turo's games and told Bassett, "quote unquote, you can buy your own damn cushions." <laughs>
0: your own cushions.
1: Unquote. He also denied them access to the Leafs locker room. These demands made it. What?
0: Where were they supposed to change? Uh, probably in
1: the visitors' locker room, like with everybody else.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Like these demands made it financially impossible for the Turo's to survive in Toronto. And <sighs> after the after that one season. They moved to the hockey hotbed of Birmingham, Alabama.
0: What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like some little remote town in no. uh, in Canada. They moved to Birmingham,
1: Birmingham Alabama.
0: Alabama.
1: Who? And, and to be fair, uh, University of Alabama Birmingham does have a Division One hockey team.
0: Well, I mean, well done for them. I know. It's just it's wow. The, but it's that's it's the last. A shift.
1: It's the last place you would think college hockey would yeah, be being enough. played. Mm-hmm. So when the NHL finally did take in the four WHA teams that were left that didn't have to fold after Mm -hmm. the 78-79 season, Ballard refused to support the deal. Ah, jeez. He was not only angry at how the WHA had decimated his roster earlier in the decade but he also wasn't enamored at the prospect of reduced television revenue. Mm-hmm. The WHA had insisted on bringing in all three of its surviving Canadian teams, being Edmonton, Quebec, and Winnipeg. Okay. The fourth team to merge uh, from the WHA was...
0: Okay, hold on. You named Ke- Quebec as in... Mm-hmm.
1: Quebec Nordiques. Oh, the Nor- Mm-hmm. Who are they? Who are now? now? They're now the Colorado Avalanche. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Edmonton mm-hmm. Oilers, mm-hmm. and then who is the other one that you mentioned?
1: The Winnipeg Jets.
0: Winnipeg Jets. Who
1: are actually now. The Arizona Coyotes right. and the current Winnipeg Jets used to be the Atlanta Thrashers. Oh, I
0: have a guess for the fourth team: mm-hmm. the
1: Ottawa Senators. No, nope. no, Hartford Whalers.
0: Oh, which
1: at the time were the oh, New you England said three Whalers. Canadians. Mm-hmm. so there was one, one. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so the Whalers came
1: from this merger.
0: Our Canes, mm-hmm. who came from the Whalers, yep. came from the WHA. Yep. Oh, okay.
1: So, since the WHA is is merging and bringing in all three of its Canadian teams now. Uh, Revenue from CBC Telecasts had now had to be split Mm. six ways rather than three, so he's losing money from this merger because he's
0: a greedy motherfucker. Yes.
1: At the time Ballard took over the Leaf, uh, at the at the time Ballard took over, the Leafs captain was Dave Keon, who had been with the team since 1960.
0: And this is in 1972,
1: uh, 1971, 72.
0: So over a decade, yeah.
1: So Ballard and Keon never got along, mm-hmm. and when Keon's contract expired in 1975, Ballard let it be known that Keon had no place on the team.
0: <gasps> oh, that's cold, baby.
1: However, oh, that's that, Oh is,
0: no, that's just the. That was just the opening <laughs> statement.
1: Cold is just warming up for this guy. <laughs> I, I mean, it really is. <laughs> However, he insisted on receiving comp- compensation for Keon and set the price so high that potential suitors shielded away, in effect, preventing Keon from joining another NHL team. Keon was then forced to move to the WHA's Minnesota Fighting Saints. When the Fighting Saints folded, Keon mm. received an offer from the soon-to-be dynasty that would be the New York Islanders, which mm. they were in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. But Ballard still owned Keon's NHL rights and effectively oh. blocked that deal, <gasps> forcing Keon to move to the relatively stable New England Whalers. Even after the NHL... New w- England
0: Whalers? Wait, they weren't the Hartford Whalers? They were not at they the time. Started- they,
1: they, oh, start- okay. they started playing in Boston, is okay. where they originally started playing. Okay. So even after the NHL-WHA merger was finalized over Ballard's objections, it was only the intervention of NHL president John Ziegler that finally persuaded Ballard to not reclaim Keon's rights, which would have effectively ended his career. Yeah, I was going to say
0: he couldn't play anywhere. Yes. And he allow, was ready to ruin this guy's career. Yes,
1: yes he was. And he was oh the captain, God. and he'd been with the team since 1960. He was like a Loyalty beloved... No, means nothing no, to Ballard, And clearly. he was a beloved player. By the way... That relationship only just got recently repaired in the last couple of years. Dave Keon hated Maple Leafs.
0: The organization. Man- for
1: fucking doing this. Yeah. Well. They they yeah. literally just recently amended defenses on this wow. one.
0: Wow. So. Well, clearly he had a problem with one guy, basically. Yes.
1: Oh, oh, oh we're going to get into more guys. Oh, trust me.
0: No, no, no. I mean, Keon
1: did. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they allowed him to play uh, three more seasons with the mediocre, now Hartford Whalers. So Keon never forgave Ballard for yeah. ne- for how he had been treated. And it was more than 30 years before he was reconciled with the Toronto Maple Leafs wow. in general.
0: Wow.
1: So during the 78... I mean,
0: yeah, you're kind of like...
1: <sighs> I mean, he was openly, openly meddling with the guy's career.
0: What is it? You, you don't mess with somebody's livelihood, exactly. right? Exactly.
1: And that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. That's exactly what he was doing. So during the 78-79 season with the Leafs struggling to make the playoffs, Ballard fired the team's popular head coach Roger Nielsen, against the wishes of the players.
0: So he just basically finds everybody that every somebody that everybody else loves. Yes. And, and hates them him
1: because nobody likes him. Yeah. Again,
0: you know, I feel like we we didn't go enough into this guy's dad. Clearly his father didn't love him as a child. I'm probably not.
1: But I don't and that, I feel
0: like we have a Fred Trump in the, situation. In that time
1: I don't think anybody's father did. Well,
0: fair enough. He was born in nineteen oh three, right? Yeah, that, so, yeah. yeah, that's
1: why you have a lot of seven year old maniacs running around in in America right now. Because they never fucking like their dad just literally never hugged him. Weren't, weren't um, that was like there was a time where it wasn't even common to like show up for your wife's birth. It's like maybe right. it's like maybe I'll go. Well,
0: to be fair, <laughs> some of the um, logistics of it were involved too because they used to ether ladies.
1: That is true, but still, but it's like you would think you would want to make every effort to be there. They did and, jack shit to and help and with was, the kids. That's it was for just sure. like it was just like ah. Oh, she had a kid? Did you guys hear? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll be around to beat him when I <laughs> yeah. feel like it. Yeah. Jeez.
1: Yeah. If he doesn't get me a beer in time. Yeah, there's literally like a whole generation of seventy-some-year-old Americans who were raised by alcoholics. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, so get this. So two days later, Ballard asked Nielsen to return to the team on just one con- on one condition. Uh oh. He said he had to wear a paper bag over his head what? As-, as to conceal his identity, because he didn't want to make it be like I just fired this guy. And now he didn't want to be perceived as weak.
0: So here's, I feel like he's, he's like, okay, this sounds silly, but I feel like he's crossing a line here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To put it mildly.
0: This is like sadistic. He's getting into some weird shit here. Oh yeah. This is like, um, the, the, he wants to bring the guy in on a leash. Yeah. Like he wants to humiliate
1: Oh God. Yeah. I mean, put a That's... paper bag over your head and coach a game. Oh like, no. So to he...
0: literally ask somebody that in all yeah. seriousness. Or tell yeah. somebody that in yeah. all seriousness.
1: And he was serious. Like, it wasn't...
0: <sighs> what happened?
1: So, Nielsen did return, but without the paper bag. Well,
0: good. Okay.
1: He's just like, yeah, He's whatever. He's like, yeah,
0: fuck you. He's
1: like, and if you ask again, like, I'll knock you the fuck out. Like, is is probably what is, you know.
0: Fair
1: enough. I At mean, was, these... Was these...
0: Ballard a, a robust man? Yeah. Kind, I mean, okay. was kind
1: of... Yeah, I mean he's rich. He's got my so he's eat- he probably eats steak like for breakfast, lunch, I and guess, dinner. I mean, was
0: he tall, sort of a strapping kind guy, kind of or...
1: portly, but probably like my height, but like two hundred and fifty okay. pounds. So he wasn't
0: like a little, little no. guy who could be easily physically intimidated.
1: Or probably something. not. Yeah. Which is probably also why he gets where his attitude comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if growing up he got in a lot of fights and shit like that. And you know, there's a you are this way only if you're confident.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean there is—you cannot be. Even if
0: your confidence is in nothing stable, <laughs> right?
1: But you're still confident. Or reality. Yeah, and a, a non-confident person.
0: Confident in my delusion. Right? Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Bathing in it.
0: Yes, <laughs> if you believe your own bullshit, yeah. you can do a lot. You will do
1: things like this guy. Yeah. So after the season where the Maple Leafs were swept in the quarterfinals by the Canadians, which as well is also like an ongoing. Uh,
0: so the the Canadians have dashed the dreams of the Toronto Maple Leafs multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. Yes. Since this 19, year. yes. since
1: nineteen yes, since nineteen sixty seven. Uh. So Ballard fired General Manager Jim Gregory. Gregory learned of the news when he received a call from an NHL executive offering him the directorship of the NHL Central Scouting Bureau. Unbeknownst to him, that Ballard had fired him. So, <sighs> Ballard fires him. He
0: doesn't like, know about doesn't
1: it. Like, doesn't tell him. <laughs> Somehow, like the you know the NHL executive. Well, he probably had to put in like something through the NHL front Paperwork. office to say. Yeah. So they they're like, oh, okay, this guy's available. We'll give him a call. See if he wants to uh-huh. run run our scouting division. And that's how he fucking finds out that he got
0: fired. <laughs> so hey, I hear you got fired. <laughs> so here's. Do, what- do you
1: want this job? Any? Pri- I'm guessing I don't. I actually. I, I'm guessing he took the job since, since he just realized he was unemployed. Do
0: you imagine? Can you imagine learning you're fired and hired simultaneously? No
1: shit, right? Well, kind of a blessing in disguise, well, right?
0: I mean, at that point, just being any member of that organization would have been hell. So. And it
1: was, yeah, he was probably like, yeah, that's better. Like, sure, like, fine, I'll go. You I'll know go, what? I'll go work for the NHL for the office. man who
0: asked me to wear a paper or told no, me. No, wear no,
1: no. That was that was oh, the okay. coach. This is the GM of oh, that sorry. team. Yep. But still, I'm, I mean, I'm
0: guessing he. Wasn't very nice to him either.
1: <laughs> no. So, Ballard's desire to control players and their salaries also put him at odds with Captain Daryl Sittler. Mm. Ballard had once called Sittler, quote, the son I never had, unquote. Oh. But relations between the two took a turn for the worse with Sittler's increasing prominent role in the NHLPA. So, Sittler's...
0: He's labor now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Tail as old as capitalism. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So this he's, is
0: labor pitted against mm-hmm. ownership. <laughs> ownership yeah. So in
1: July oh. 1979, Ballard brought his longtime friend Punch imlac Yes, that is a person's Punch, Punch Imlock
0: was Punch his name or nickname?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it was his nickname. <laughs> Who knows? But this is again. Was this, his is, wife, again Judy? this is again. <laughs> <Sorry>,
0: this is Canada. Sorry,
1: But again, this is like you know 1970s Canada. So th- it maybe it, may be his he, name it name probably Punch, is his yeah. given name. Mm-hmm. So he uh, welcomed him back to the organization as general manager. So Punch Imlock was again, get- these two, they kind of went back a little ways, like since okay. he was a co owner and like team executive. So he succeeded Jim Gregory, the guy we just talked about who didn't know he was fired until being offered a job <laughs> in the NFL front office. So Imlock was as staunchly anti union as Ballard. Ooh. With Ballard's support, Imlock moved to dismantle the roster and undermine Sittler's influence, despite many analysts viewing the team as having a promising future.
0: Oh, God, so just to be fucking special. Just to, yes.
1: So, and he's got this guy doing it.
0: So he's got his head his now. Ge- his
1: general manager doing it.
0: So, so he has a partner in crime. Right? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Sittler was apparently untouchable as he had a no trade clause in his contract uh. and through his agent, Alan Eagleson. Who was the guy that helped put together the summit series with the Soviet right. Union? Yeah, I remember the name. Who Howard Ballard then left him with the fucking bill after yes. saying you can use my building. Yes. And it, I'm just, I'm just fucking dick move. So Alan Eagleson is Daryl Sittler's agent, and he's like, he's like, if you want to trade him, he was like, we insist on a five hundred thousand dollar buyout, like out, like, uh-huh. like automatically,
0: because there's a clause in the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And obviously, the, Harold Ballard does not want to spend money, right. so. When he hits him with this, you know... Well, what does if he, wa- he
0: do to make his life miserable?
1: Not his life. Ballard had another idea. Star player Lanny McDonald was best friends with Sittler, and unlike Sittler, did not have a no-trade clause.
0: He fucked over his friend.
1: On December 29th, 1979, Lanny McDonald was traded to the Colorado Rockies. Yes, there was a Colorado Rockies oh, hockey yeah. team. And
0: baseball team.
1: Colorado Rockies are now the New Jersey Devils. Oh, Okay. And before that, they were the Kansas City Scouts. So they've Jesus, been three so teams. so many. <laughs> but at, in this time, like in today, mm-hmm. if you get traded to Colorado today, like you're fucking pumped, you're excited. They're You've got a chance to win the Stanley yeah. Cup. Mm-hmm. You get traded to Colorado in 1979. That was like being it was a fucking death sentence. It was just like so. So, he
0: over his friend.
1: so McDonald was traded to the Colorado Rockies, who were a terrible franchise, and that would move to New Jersey just right. two seasons later. A member of the Leafs management anonymously told the Toronto Star that Leafs management would, quote, do anything to get at Sittler, unquote, Mm. and was bent on undermining the captain's influence on the team.
0: So they're fucking with so many people's lives.
1: He is openly, and if you're a fan of the Leafs, he Uh is openly, you just traded an all-star player.
0: He's disdainful towards the, everybody. Yes.
1: And the only reason you did it was because you couldn't trade the guy that you really hate, and you just traded his best friend just to be a dick.
0: He's acting in, against his own self-interest for a fight. Yes, spite.
1: but not really. Well, because uh, the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs sell out every single game. Every single game. So in his mind... Wow. Oh in his God. mind, he's this is like...
0: like next level... Yes. Mind control. In his
1: mind, he's like, the fans are going to show up anyway. He's like, so I'm still going to make the money. So really, like, all
0: that could have affected this guy was a fan strike. hmm
1: Which never happened.
0: Oh,
1: wow. I mean, keep in mind, because this is really important, the amount of power this guy yields. He is the mm-hmm. sole owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he is also the majority owner of the building that they play in. Yeah. He, like... those. He owns them. Yes. And he, he basically owns Toronto. And he owns, like, a part of the NHL. Yeah. In, it, essentially
0: one of how many teams at this juncture?
1: Uh, by this time there would have been 21 teams. Okay. They cuz of the there were 17. They went from 6 to 12 to the sprinkled ones with in WHA. about 17 sprinkled in about another 5 teams and then when the w- WHA merger brought in four more teams. Okay. So there's 21 teams at this point. So in a 12 year span they go from 6 teams to 21. That's
0: wild. Mm-hmm. That's so fast.
1: So angry teammates trashed their dressing room in oh, response wow. Sittler himself ripped the captain's C off his sweater later commenting that a captain had to be the go-between with players and management yeah. and he no longer had any communication with management mm-hmm. Ballard would liken Sittler's actions to burning the Canadian flag oh god and Allison e- Alan Eagleson Ugh. Sittler's agent called the trade a classless act mm. which is exactly what it was wow so through the summer of 1980 Ballard insisted that Sittler would not be back with the Leafs. Again, one of their best players. As Imlock was preparing to trade Sittler to the Quebec Nordiques, he had a heart attack in August and was hospitalized.
0: Wait, sorry, I'm sorry, who who I'm losing track of
1: Punch Imlock uh had a heart okay, attack. He's the general he's, manager. He's
0: the heavy for um Yes. Uh b- for Ballard. Ballard, yes.
1: So now that Imlock is in the hospital, Ballard's like, Well, we don't have a GM. I'll be the GM. Oh, no. So Ballard used the opportunity to name himself acting general manager and held talks with Sittler, and the two agreed that Sittler would return to the team for the 1980-81 season. The two men appeared together at a news conference described as, quote, all smiles and buddy-buddy, unquote, Mm. to announce that Sittler would not only be at training camp, but had reassumed his captaincy. Wow. Ballard told the press that the real battle had been between Imloch and Eagleson and Sittler just caught in the crossfire. Ballard also signed Bjorg Beor- Salming to a new contract with terms that Imloch had refused to offer. Again trying to make himself look like a good guy.
0: Yeah, he's now he's throwing his like number two under the bus mm-hmm. to look you know where have
1: we heard that before?
0: You know, this that was also like like M- naming himself GM, that would be as if Trump was like, "Well, now I'm the Secretary of State too." Yeah, I'm that too. I'm gonna I'm gonna do
1: both of those jobs. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what it's like. Yeah. So Ballard remained as de facto general manager even when Imlock recovered. In September 1981, after Imlock had another heart attack during training camp,
0: this guy just needs. Yeah, this <laughs> needs guy just something. needs to die. Or or to, to stop just stop doing just, what just he's doing. Up. Just give
1: up, dude. So Ballard told the media that Imlock's poor health meant that, quote, he's through as general manager, unquote.
0: See, he, oh so my this god. is this is his this is
1: his you know strongman, essentially. Oh. Imlock was never officially fired, but when he tried to return to his office in wow. November, he found that his parking spot at Maple Leaf Gardens <laughs> had been reassigned.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Imlach never refused to work, and his contract was allowed to expire. Or, Imlach never returned to work, I'm sorry, not refused, Mm -hmm. and his contract was allowed to expire. Though Imlach was gone, Sittler's relationship with the Leafs worsened again in the 81-82 season, and he was traded that year to the Philadelphia Flyers. So their two best players are gone.
0: I'm sorry, we're still a decade away from this man dying. Yep. So, wait, he's pulling all this shit as a man in his 70s. Yeah. Once a bastard, always a bastard. Uh, huh? Jesus
1: Christ! I mean, no, he's going to new levels of bastard. Yeah, that, he's that, have, that, have, that have never with been explored age. before. Oh my god! It's like god. It, it's like it's like a bastard being like Thor, who gets the axe and the hammer. He's just <laughs> like it's just it just he just keeps you know attaining more power.
0: Oh my god! The only thing that was going to stop him was dying.
1: Pretty much, yes.
0: Oh my god!
1: So the McDonald and settler trades sent the Leafs into a downward spiral. The Leafs barely made the playoffs in 1980, finishing five games below 500. And so, at the time in 1980, mm. um, the NHL consisted of 21 teams, and 16 would qualify for the playoffs.
0: Oh, jeez! So, so they are yeah, in the bottom five. <laughs> top four
1: teams in each division, no matter how shitty your record uh-huh. was. Like you literally could have won 30% of your games, mm-hmm. but if you finished fourth place in your division, you're in. Yeah. So they would not post a winning record again in Ballard's lifetime, beginning in mm. 1980. Going a franchise... Or, I'm sorry, uh, beginning in 1978. Uh, Going a franchise record 13 consecutive seasons without a winning winning record. record. This is the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. There is no salary cap. You can literally spend whatever money you want to get whatever players you want. Clearly, it's just
0: all mismanagement. Oh,
1: God, yeah. I mean, it's... And the... Even to this day, this is what Urinating Tree points out, because he did a Leafs documentary that is hilarious, Mm -hmm. but it covers the Leafs from 67 to today in their Mm non-cup winning phase Mm -hmm. to a degree, because he traded, he also traded first round picks all the time. They just never, it's almost as if by the time Ballard died, they were like a, a born-again franchise, like they were a baby franchise, like having mm-hmm. to learn how to walk all over mm-hmm. again, you know. They had to rebuild themselves.
0: He had burned yeah. them to the ground. Oh, and they God, had to yeah. Rebuild. yeah. Yes.
1: So, wow. yeah. So the low point came in the 84-85 season when the Leafs finished the season with the worst record in the league. It's 32 games below 500. That's out of 82 games, so you have to be pretty Jeez. shitty to, to be below 500 by 32 uh. games. Their 300 winning percentage was the second worst in franchise history. They nearly duplicated that dubious achievement in the 87-88 season when they finished that year with a 325 winning percentage, fourth worst in franchise history, and were only one point up on the Minnesota North Stars for the league's worst record. <laughs> Nevertheless, they still qualified for the playoffs that season <laughs> under the playoff format in use at the time. It's the not. Four. It's not like that anymore. No. The top four in each division got in, and there were four divisions. So, um, yeah,
0: they do it by conference, right?
1: No, they do it by division again. They kind of have gone back and forth with that. There oh, was a okay. there was about a 20-some-year period where it went by conference. Yeah. Like when you got in, it was the top eight teams in the conference.
0: Okay,
1: now it's the top three teams in each division, mm. and each conference gets two wild cards, right. So, they can come from... You could have five teams like, from one division like getting in. Like the NFL
0: system. Pretty much. Essentially. Yeah. They're just kind of mirroring that. Yeah. Ugh.
1: So, it's still 16 teams getting in. But coming up this next season, there will be 32. So, it will right. literally be... You have a 50% chance to make the playoffs. In this day, you had like a 75% yeah. chance to make <laughs> the playoffs. Almost everybody. All you had to do was like not be the worst team in the league. Right. Literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And you would at least get in. You weren't going to win shit, but... Right. Right. All Ballard's thinking is fucking gate revenue and Mm -hmm. tickets sold and
0: parking and
1: concessions. And I mean, that's really the thing. And I I know it's probably going to drive people nuts, but I have to point it out consistently and put it in people's heads. He owns the building and the team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he can fucking essentially do whatever Whatever he wants.
0: Nobody's checking him. No,
1: not at all. Uh. So, the Leafs defeated the Red Wings in the final game of that season and backed into the playoffs when the Stars lost their final game hours later. It would have been the Minnesota North Stars at the time. It was the second time in three years they had made the playoffs despite finishing with a winning percentage below 400. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> or below 40%. Below uh-huh. 400. Right, right. So, in 85-86, they finished with a 3.56 winning percentage, the fourth worst record in the league and fourth worst in franchise history. But again, however, due to playing a in a division where no team cracked the ninety-point barrier, they still made the playoffs. Mm. Subsequent league expansions and format re- revisions make it impossible for a team so close to the bottom of the league standings to qualify for the playoffs today. Which is true. If you're if you're one of the bottom sixteen teams now, mm-hmm. like it's pretty much for reasons like you, you suck. Yeah. You're or you're building up again and right. You're not re- quite there a yet. A building year. Yeah. Yeah. So all told, the Leafs only had six winning seasons in Ballard's 18-plus seasons as majority owner and never finished higher than third in their division in any format. Wow. In Ballard's last 13 seasons, they only finished above fourth once, and won only two playoff series.
0: Well, and it was largely due because he was sabotaging he, yes, the whole thing o- openly. All along. Like it's not
1: it's not like he's doing this no, like making these phones and doors. sending out a press release like we had no, he's no. like openly mm. meddling with the team. And he's he's the person that fucking owns the team. It, and it's just it's it's insane. So many fans consider the Ballard era to be the darkest period yeah, in team no history. Kidding. Obviously, like no question. Like, could you imagine all this fucking now, shit happening today?
0: Spoiler alert. Does it get worse? Did he, like, in, like, leave the team to his asshole nephew or something like that? Is it, like, a Kim Jong-un to Kim Jong-il or whatever situation? I honestly
1: don't know because I don't go into it. Because okay. there was so much information. There's a... You think I've got it? There's a ton of shit I left out of this. Like, and we're, what, an hour and 30? Oh, my God. Jeez, yeah. So...
0: Oh, we need to release this within the next 30 minutes. Yes, though. we do.
1: <laughs> clock is ticking so off the ice the maple Leafs under ballard were one of the league's most financially successful teams obviously
0: wow well merchandise i mean it's
1: the it's the fuck it's the toronto maple Leafs. it's
0: in his lap yes they're the yeah Yeah. he's not earning that
1: no there there was a legacy before he got there and and by the time he got there and started to run it well he capitalized it in somehow in some respects like concessions, parking, merchandise, Mm. and sabotaged it every other way.
0: Imagine if he had actually invested properly. Imagine if he had cared. Yeah.
1: I mean, really. So, however, this was largely because Ballard was unwilling to increase the payroll in order to improve the on-ice product, Mm. despite playing in the—here it is—the fourth largest market in the league and the largest market in Canada. Yeah. Even though the Leafs were barely competitive for much of the latter part of Ballard's tenure— Every game at Maple Leaf Gardens was sold out. That's
0: wild that people hung in there for that.
1: Ballard thus felt he had little financial incentive to sign players. Okay,
0: here is my argument for people who are fans of shitty franchises to pull your fucking support. They call it Fairweather fans? <laughs> Maybe it's just the market working its way now, huh?
1: So it's also become a running joke about Leafs fans that they'll buy anything. Like, it's just like, it's like how could you pay for this product? Like, it's just... So, however, uh, many players weren't willing to sign with Toronto in any event because of Ballard's reputation. So that's the other thing, too. If you've got ownership that's a fucking mess... Free agents aren't going to go there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who wants to no. join this team? Yeah. That
1: was part of the problem with the Hurricanes for a long time because really? they had iffy ownership for about mm. a six or seven year period, and you're not going to sign top free agents when ownership is a question. Mm. Players just don't want to fucking deal with that. And well, fair and enough. You're, who, yeah. who
0: wants to? Do, they yeah. saw how people were treated mm-hmm. here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Who's going to go there? Yeah, nobody. And when you're successful, players will it take.
0: Attracts. players
1: will take a pay cut. Right. To go to your team because
0: you're a marquee franchise. Because
1: it's like, hey, I could win a Stanley Cup with mm-hmm. those guys, so I'll I'll shave a million dollars a year off my contracts right. if I can play. You know,
0: if, right. if it helps us win. Right. yep. No. That that makes perfect sense. But yeah.
1: So Ballard famously had his hand footprints etched onto a concrete slab, what? and placed it at center ice of Maple Leaf Gardens, which deteriorated deteriorated the quality of the ice. <laughs> So this is Wait, getting under into under the ice, under, the ice, under center ice. Yes, concrete, a concrete slab. Like
0: Roman's Chinese theater yes. of, his sort hand of, in, like... of
1: his hand and footprints, Ugh. and put it under center ice at Maple Leaf Garden. <laughs> so th- As a now,
0: monument to himself.
1: This is all the, and I meant to give this a header. This is all like the bonus shenanigans that I did not get to. Oh,
0: okay, so are we are so you these... getting to his death?
1: Not really. I, I mean, he's he's dead. He,
0: okay. Like I, I
1: pronounced his death early in the episode. Like just well, like we I get know, it. Maybe. I
0: just so we're we're just wrapping up with Miscellany. Yes. But he died. Yes. He's in dead. 1990. 1990.
1: Okay. Yes, at the age of 86. All right. Yes. And that's then ex- that is exactly how ecstatic Maple gets. They're like they're like finally. Like, our he's dead. our
0: uh, era of uh, trauma is, it, is, over is over for, this. for oh, now, kind of, because
1: his son's like meddled with that sale. And but anyway, oh. for the most part. Um. And yeah, the the Toronto Maple Leafs actually would field a pretty good team in the 92-93 season. They famously lost to the Wayne Gretzky-led L.A. Kings in the 93 Western Conference Final.
0: Well, you can't blame the people who lost to Wayne Gretzky, frankly, right?
1: You can't. But then Wayne Gretzky would lose to the Montreal Canadiens. The last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup in
0: 1993. Oh, wow. Do you think there's a chance the Canadiens will take it this Yes,
1: I do think there's a chance. Like, they have that same... They have that same magic this season. Like, huh, okay. that that season they didn't really belong, but they won it anyway. And they're, uh, okay. they're kind of in the same place this year. I mean, they're literally playing with house money. They have no pressure on them mm. at all. They have far su- succeeded.
0: Expectations. Yes.
1: So so now we're just going to kind of get into all like the stuff I didn't wrap into the timeline. Okay. Okay. So the timeline of these incidents kind of bounces very, bounces yeah. around. Uh-huh. But they're so fucking ridiculous that I you have to talk about them.
0: Miscellaneous shenanigans. So, Miscellaneous
1: So as a guest on... Shisholini. As a Sorry, guest on Barbara Frum's CBC radio program, As It Happens, quote-unquote. <laughs> as a, happens. a fine Canadian program. Well, Mar-
0: program being program MME. Program. Oh, I didn't spell it that way either. I should have.
1: Program. So he's on Barbara Frum's radio program, As It Happens, in March 1979. Ballard, speaking over the telephone, implied that, quote, Women are best in one position, on their backs. Unquote.
0: Oh my god.
1: When Fromm attempted to ask him questions, he told her to keep quiet and stop interrupting him, and eventually hung up.
0: What the fuck? What an asshat!
1: Oh, and he yes, and he's also a racist too. Like the, this oh, guy oh, was just a t- well, I mean, obviously just
0: assume that.
1: So the next night on her show, Fromm read a concili- conciliatory letter to Ballard, forgiving him for his remarks, and signed it, "Quote your favorite broad." Caster, unquote.
0: Well, oh, so boy. It was a
1: dig back at him, like
0: yeah, but anyway, wow. I don't think she should have reconciled. That. I don't think Thankfully. she.
1: Did. I, I just, who knows? But I, I do like that was a bit of a burn. Yeah. So that same year in August, nineteen seventy-nine. Okay, get this. Okay, mm. so at this time, Maple Leaf Garden is going through a renovation. So I want to because that's going to get brought up. It goes okay. through several renovations in okay. his tenure. So this is August nineteen seventy nine. They're going through another re- renovation. So the original broadcast booth, which they call a gondola in Canada for some reason, oh, um, or they just called this particular one a gondola because it did okay. kind of it's weird looking. Okay, if you see a like picture a It, ca- it kind of hung up, but okay. no, it was a rectangle. Oh, okay. But it kind of hung over center ice. It's kind of weird looking that is, how you would that is why you would put it up there. But um. So they're renovating Maple Leaf Garden, and this is the original broadcast booth that they've always had. They're taking it out to put in, um, like, luxury seating and box seating. Okay. So the Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame is, like, you know, that's the original broadcast booth where Hockey Night in Canada started. Yeah, like the it's first like ever, historic. ever first yeah. ever Hockey Night in Canada game was called there. Right. Dave Hewitt is a legendary broadcaster. broadcaster. Like, we want the... The Hockey Hall of Fame is like we want the booth, like okay, don't, yeah. Don't do anything. If you're to renovating,
0: it. Don't, you're taking it out. Just give it. To they're us. like, don't yeah. sell
1: it. Like, we'll don't sell it to anybody else. We'll buy it. Right. So in August '79, to make room for private boxes, I, I call it. I think I call him David Hewitt. He had Foster Hewitt's historic broadcast gondola. So the the mm-hmm. Hockey Hall of Fame is like we want this thing. Like,
0: please let us. Please buy take it. care of
1: it, and you know we'll come over and get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he had Foster Hewitt's historic broadcast gondola. Dumped into an incinerator.
0: <laughs> he gives zero fucks.
1: Again, this was in spite of protests from the Hockey Hall of Fame, who wished to acquire it. This happened about a year after Ballard had. Uh, and let's get back to the pettiness that's going to mm-hmm. cut, again, a, a thread. So, this happened about a year after Ballard had taken the radio broadcast rights to Leafs Games away from Hewitt's CKFH station and sold them to CKO. Hewitt unsuccessfully appealed the the deal to Canadian Radio and Telecommunications Commission.
0: You know, I (laughs) kind of feel like...
1: This historic thing that I would want to see. Right. But Mm -hmm. how cool would it be to see, like, this is the original broadcast booth where Hockey Night in Canada started. And it's not like he sold it to, like, a private buyer.
0: He burned it. Put it in a fucking incinerator. He burned it. I kind of feel that this man is like a cat in human form.
1: <laughs> you know how fucking petty cats are? They are? They're jealous as fuck. Like like and they don't give a shit. Cats have like the for an animal have like the pettiest emotion to, to possibly have, jealousy.
0: Yes, they do. And they're they are willing to like they'll go hard and they don't care. They're cold yeah. motherfuckers. Yes they are. are. And I feel like this man is, was like a reincarnated cat. <laughs> like...
1: He might be. He's the, like a sphinx. He
0: is the human equivalent of a cat sitting on a counter with a glass of water or <laughs> yeah. something. And it's kind of near the edge. Staring at you and then swiping a glass of water.
1: That's better. I like that analogy better than Donald Trump. That, that makes it more fun.
0: He is the human equivalent of the cat swiping water off the oh, counter.
1: Oh, it's... This might be my favorite troll oh, of, of all time. Like, this is a good one. Like, you gotta give it to him for this. Are we
0: almost done? We are
1: almost okay. done. So, in the mid-1970s, the NHL, facing competition from the WHA, passed a rule that players' last names must be on the backs of jerseys.
0: Okay.
1: Ballard refused, citing it as a threat to program sales. What? So, in his... Well, in his mind... Oh,
0: because, oh what? He's Oh, like, what? He's
1: like, if the names are on the back of the jerseys, he's like, people won't buy programs. He's like, so they...
0: Oh, He's so like they can figure out who's who. He
1: was like they buy the program, oh my God. so you know. So that's that's his reasoning because for this. Because money. Because
0: money. money, 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 money.
1: Again, that's a, another way to describe this guy. Because, because money. Because money. Any decision he makes is because his money.
0: If a cat were a capitalist,
1: yes. Which that's scary. That's, that's scary <laughs> to think about.
0: Our best defense against cats is that they don't have opposable thumbs and they don't understand money.
1: Yes. <laughs> Because if they did, they would literally kill us all, we and we would run be anything. dead. And cats yes. would be the
0: master race. Yes,
1: they would. That'd be kind of fun. The
0: master species. Yes.
1: Yeah. It uh, wouldn't be fun for us. It'd be fun for the cats.
0: Oh, they would keep um. us around to, to die with <laughs> yes, like one they leg would. off, yes, like they, they would. do with the roaches and shit.
1: Oh. <laughs> so again, Ballard, he's like, he's like, I'm not putting names on the back of maple. Leaf. He's like, people won't buy programs if I do that. <gasps> So after being threatened with a large fine, again, yeah. that's the, that's also the way to get to him. Money. Like, if you don't yep. do it, yep. you Wonderful. know. It's it's his kryptonite and it's his strength, right, you know. Right. So Ballard, quote unquote, complied. Oh, no. By putting the names in blue letters on the Leafs' blue road jerseys.
0: <laughs> so no one could read them?
1: And in white on their white home jerseys, <laughs> making them unreadable. <laughs> So he's like, "All right."
0: Oh my god! Oh, it didn't
1: doesn't say in the rules that you have to actually be able to read the names on the jerseys. So They're
0: there; you can inspect them. <laughs> my god, this man is a human cat.
1: So again, after being threatened with a fine, again he backed down and put the names in the office. It's he just, is. yes, oh my god! You gave a five-year-old tens of millions of dollars and said you can run everything. This would be the fucking result.
0: What an. Oh, jackass!
1: So angered, okay. And this again, okay. So he's incinerated the original yes. broadcast gondola, that historic structure that the that the Hall of Fame literally was like. Don't sell that. Don't, like we want Future it. Future
0: generations will love this for posterity. Yes, he, he stared them in the eye and incinerated <laughs> it, it, and then
1: swiped the glass swiped off, it the, off counter. the counter.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So angered by in parentheses, or more likely jealous of, Conn Smythe's success. Remember,
0: Uh
1: a guy whose trophy, his name is on the trophy that you are the most valuable player in the playoffs, which next to the Stanley Cup is the next trophy you want to win. Yeah. If you get both of those trophies, you've had a pretty fucking good career. So Conn Smythe had just vast success with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And under his role as as owner, Ballard removed all of the Stanley Cup banners that had hung from the rafters of Maple Leaf Gardens on the premise that they were obstructing the view of the fans. Basically, what he's doing is Mm -hmm. like, he's like all those championships that Conn Smythe won. No, he's just like,
0: oh, fuck you. He's
1: like, that's not my team. He's like, it wasn't. And that's kind of that's another thing when you go to but a where stadium. Are
0: your Stanley Cup banners. It's another thing, sir. like when you go to
1: a stadium for a team that's won championships, sure, yeah. you want to see the yeah, championship uh, banners. Yeah. That's part of the you know experience. But yeah,
0: fan views. that was his
1: reason. That was everybody why. knows. Everybody knows he's full of shit. Yeah. So, any idea what might have happened to them?
0: Did he incinerate them in
1: 1969 when painters were giving the Leafs broadcast booth a fresh coat of paint? They used. Perhaps unknowingly, wink, wink. About a dozen of the banners to catch paint drippings. Oh
0: my god! (laughs) Oh my god!
1: So former Maple Leafs captain Sil Apps would go. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sil Apps. Sil Apps. His name is probably Sylvain. That's like a pretty popular name in Canada. Oh, I didn't know that. So former Maple Leaf captain Sil Apps would go on to comment in the most Canadian way possible about finding out that your championship ba- banners you helped win were now being used to catch paint drippings. Yeah. Quote, I would think that the pennants could have been put to better use. We worked We worked awfully hard yeah. to get them. I'm rather shocked they mean so little. Unquote.
0: Oh, that is very Canadian. <laughs> very polite. Very polite.
1: If I had found out about that, I would have been fucking like, really enraged. Yeah. I mean, like that was
0: a very tactful way to put it. Like,
1: did you go out and win that fucking banner? No, you didn't. Right. Like, literally, this was a dream we all had, and we made it happen, and we want it to hang from the and fucking. And you didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And you used it to catch paint drippings.
0: <laughs> can I? Can I? Um, do a pun? You can. So, um, still laps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a professional hockey player, right? He was. So he was prolapse. <laughs> You know our you get, pro apps. You're, you're
1: getting pretty punchy at this point. We literally have... We <laughs> it a is have, almost midnight. We have eight minutes to get this out.
0: Yes, let's do it. I have to edit. I have to render. Come on. Yes.
1: So when the Leafs moved to the Air Canada Center in 1999, the NHL presented the team with new banners to replace those Ballard had removed.
0: Oh, well, okay. So they kind of... But that's still shitty. Like, he basically didn't give a shit about history.
1: No. Not Clearly. at all. Clearly. Not at all. He
0: yeah. incinerated a booth. He... Use drop claws or banners as drop claws. Yes. God.
1: So I also mentioned in the opening that Ballard also owned the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yes, of the did. CFL, which he also ran like a circus.
0: I'm sure.
1: I wanted to keep the focus of the story about his tenure with the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. However, here are just a couple of nuggets okay. from his tenure with the Tiger Cats as being owner. So the Tiger Cats made the playoffs every year under Ballard's ownership and played in four Grey Cup championship games, losing in eighty. 84, and 85, before finally winning the Grey Cup in 1986. Okay. As owner of the Tiger Cats, Ballard claimed to be losing a million dollars a year. Which, you know he doesn't like that. No. So in 1986, Ballard publicly called the Tiger Cats cats a bunch of overpaid lo- losers, quote-unquote.
0: Of his own Of his own, own players.
1: After the Tiger Cats beat the Toronto Argonauts in the Eastern Final in 1986, Ballard stated, quote, You guys may still be overpaid, but after today, no one can call you losers.
0: God, what a prick.
1: Also as owner of the Tiger Cats, for a few games at Maple Leaf Garden, Ballard for a short time had the Tiger Cats logo painted at center ice of Maple Leaf Gardens in place of the blue maple leaf. Oh
0: my god.
1: For hockey games. And... Like the what? league, like the league didn't notice at first, and then when they did, they were like, "Wrong sport." They're like this is no. the, they're like this is the NHL. We're not going to be promoting another league, another, another league.
0: sport, let alone another league. Whether you league, own yeah. another team uh-huh. from another league
1: or not, like you're not allowed to oh do that. And again, threatened him with a fine, and so he was like, "It's well, just
0: money." Okay, then
1: it's like. His whole life is like...
0: His language is money. His love language and is money. And it's like,
1: it's like staring at someone who's like, I'm going to touch the stove. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. threaten him. And then he's like, okay. But he, he's constantly just trying to see how much he what can get away with. What nerve can I touch on? Yes. It? Yeah. Mm. And that is the very long story of Harold Ballard.
0: Should we call this Harold Ballard or Harold Ballard and the Toronto Maple Leafs?
1: Or the ballad of Harold Ballard. <laughs> but,
0: we could do that.
1: I would I would actually do Harold Ballard in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because so that's people, what we're concentrating on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So people, at least people have heard of the Toronto Maple Harold,
0: Leafs. Harold, not Howard. Correct. Harold Ballard. Yep. It is, it is, strangely diffi- difficult to, is to say. Howard
1: Ballard is easier to say. Howard Ballard.
0: Harold Ballard.
1: Harold Ballard is. Harold,
0: Harold, Harold Ballard. Yes. Bill Ballard is easier than that. His yes. son, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Harold Ballard. So um, if, if especially for our, like, uh, our West Coast listeners who, like, this drops at, like, 9 p.m. on a Saturday, on Sunday night or whatever, or our <laughs> New Zealand or uh, Singaporean or Hong Kong or, or Australian listeners where this drops, like, noon or in the afternoon, if it's a few minutes behind, it's because you're literally hearing this, like, 15 minutes after we finished it. Yes. <laughs>
1: Which we got it. This is not the first time we've had to. We did it. It's not the first time we've had to get one. This is the closest we've cut it. Probably.
0: This is the closest we've cut it. So, so hopefully that was a little more. Well, it's infuriating, but lighthearted. Yes. (laughs) Nobody died. No. People's careers were sabotaged.
1: Yes. People's lives were ruined. But other than (laughs) Um,
0: that, uh, historical artifacts were destroyed. (laughs) But nobody died. So there's that. (laughs) Not sure which, like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, terrible. like I first
1: heard the guy's story, like, literally only, like, like maybe two months ago. Mm. And then just kind of randomly found, like, the, the hockey guy's whole story on
0: Okay. Him.
1: And it's just...
0: <laughs> In the word of the hockey guy.
1: Yeah. So... No, he, he's, he goes, uh, he's like... So... Nah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's
1: like, it's like, I don't want to talk about this guy, no. but I have to. Like, he's a pivotal part of...
0: He's the reason they <clears throat> sucked.
1: Yes. And probably still do. Like it's
0: You don't get over that immediately. <laughs> no. So it's a, a cultural problem yes. for many years, yeah.
1: And again, he did pass away at the age of eighty six in bye nineteen ninety. Bye bye, Ballard. And and after all the shit you've just heard, to the delight of Toronto Maple Leafs. Was
0: there like actual dancing in the streets? I wouldn't thing? be surprised. <laughs> there
1: was a lot of there was a lot of drinking molson and Labatt blue that day. <laughs> that's called. for sure. And and uh whiskey. <laughs> Good old Canadian
0: whiskey. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh the what is the Canadian brand, the of whiskey? Crown oil. Oh, uh,
1: Crown, yeah. Yep.
0: Crown Royal. Yeah. Eh? Oh yeah. Oh, oh poor Toronto. Oh, we're so Toronto. sorry. We're so sorry. Toronto. So sorry, Toronto. <laughs> We love our Canadian brethren. We do. You're our favorite. Yes,
1: and we don't deserve you. most of the No, time. we don't. To be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> to be honest, yes, we don't deserve you.
0: <laughs> uh, allow us this one mock. Yes, <laughs> that's all. Yes, we yeah. have
1: to get back you. Like we have. We're to the y-
0: international punchline. We so. have to put
1: you in your place occasionally.
0: <laughs> so that was the ballad of Harold Ballard <laughs> yes. and the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs>
1: yes. I love that one.
0: This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week.